The award-winning California Sportsman is your source for the most current and accurate information on fishing California's lakes, streams, rivers, bays, and ocean. And we'll bring you the latest in hunting and outdoor opportunities, too. California Sportsman with Seb Hendrickson is brought to you by Fisherman's, Fisherman's Warehouse, Warehouse Megastores Mega in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield. And is sponsored in part by Gone Fish and Marine in Dixon, your heavy-gauge aluminum boat headquarters. Lawrence Electronics and the California Department of Boating and Waterways. And now to bring you the best in the outdoors, here's the host of California Sportsman, Seth Hendrickson. Hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome to California Sportsman. It's Saturday, September 2nd, and it is a glorious cool day outside, and it's a free fishing day, too, from the California Department of Fish and Wildlife, you can get out there and play around. It's a little cooler. Wear a jacket. Let me tell you, it was chilly last night and again this morning, and it's only going to be a highs of about 80 right now today, I believe, and then we're looking at uh, high 80s and low 90s for the next couple of weeks. Things are going to be popping all over the place as if they aren't already. There's a lot of great action. Live in the studio with us this morning, Alan Fong's in here hanging out with us. He's got a special segment later on today we'll be talking about, and he'll be jumping in whenever he's got something to say, and that means he'll be talking a lot, undoubtedly, around here. Kent Brown's, of course, in the studio after finishing with Ultimate Can I go Bass. home? Not yet, not okay. yet. we got a whole lot to share with All our right. listeners out there right now. We're going to take you first to Bodega Bay. We're going to climb on board with Captain Rick Powers in a minute. Then up to Brookings, Oregon, up in the Crescent City area with Steve Huber. Checking in live on him before he heads out. Zach Medina's from Gate Crash is going to hook up with us talking about Sturgeon. He's in the bay today. Well, he's actually down probably around the mothball fleet where, where it used to be. Someplace around in those waters. Alan Fong, of course, live in the studio. Mike Ogney will be hooking up with us with some great information from the Golden State Salmon Association. James Smith back from Alaska. He's going to tell you all about his trip up to his brother's lodge, Captain Steve's Lodge up there. Had a bunch of friends with him, including Jay Lopes. Troy Maggie was up there and a bunch of others, too. Tim Knoxon will join us live on the water at Eagle Lake. Austin Wilson from Sacramento's Fisherman's Warehouse Megastore has got what hot and what's going on, what the customers are targeting right now. He'll tell you all about what they're looking for. Travis Morgan, the dove opener. Told you it was going to get wet and windy. Told you it was going to blow. Told you the doves were going to disappear, but they really didn't. They were hanging around, but not as many as the night before. Nate Kelsch going to hook up with us talking about Comanche trout, and he's also hit Berryessa with some good news coming out of Berryessa now. And Mr. Dave Hurley will be live in the studio, the editor of Western Outdoor News, later on this morning. Let's waste no time. Let's head to Bodega Bay right now, and let's climb on board the new Sea Angler with Captain Rick Powers and check in on the action and the weather and what opportunities were presented this week on the water. Good morning, Captain. Good morning, Seth. Tell us about it. What was this week? What did it bring to the Bodega Bay area? Well, you know, we had a good week. We uh, finished off our, our shallow water near the coastal rock fishing season. Thursday, we had uh, limits of nice rockfish. We were just shy of limits of lingcod, but everybody, eh, probably a fish and a half per rod on the lingcod. So it was good. Um, today, we're powering out to Rittenberg Bank, catch those big monster rock cod and ling cod we've been fishing. Uh-oh, I think we lost Rick there. Well, that's a become a pretty popular spot, hasn't it? I've heard more about that bank in the last couple of months since they went to the deeper regulations. I had never heard about it, obviously, yeah. calling it the Rittenhouse uh, what, Bank. Whatever it was, times. yeah, you called it. But there are absolutely... 
there are absolutely monster fish that are available out there. Yeah. And I've seen some of the photos of these lings, and they're absolutely enormous. Yeah, it's Jurassic Park. It's still I mean, got Rick def- here. Is he still they're up? They're definitely or is- whacking them, man. Well, let's find you know, out. I went out there a month ago. Yeah. Got a ball. Really? I mean, it is unbelievable. Pretty cool fishing. Big one. Not like when we went. Not like when we went. <laughs> no, these fish pulled back. You thought you had the bottom every time you set the hook. Oh, man. You know, those big lings, even a small ling can make it feel oh, that yeah, it's pretty do. big. A three, four, five pounder is a real good tug. A, oh, a six, yeah. eight, ten pounder is a great tug. But I've seen 30s no, and 35s out, out and 40s. There, they're 15 to 25 pounds. Yeah. And then and when you set the hook, it feels like you got the bottom. You, you got, got one. A, you, got <laughs> a, you got a rock, that's for sure. Rick, we've been talking about catching some of those big fish out at Rittenberg Bank out there. Is that what it's called, Rittenberg? Yeah, not Rittenhouse, yeah, like I got, called it last got time. Got to get that straight. We've been talking about what a big difference it is in fighting those compared to some of the nearshore stuff. A lot different in the battle, isn't it? Well, I'll tell you, Seth, these fish are so darn aggressive. Uh, you stop on the rock cod, they want to pull the rod out of your hands. Then you go get the ling cod, and they've been, you know, fast and furious. Well, Rick, what are you hearing on some of the guys going out for the deeper water? Not yet. You're here yeah. now. You got came back in. What are you hearing about bluefin and albacore up in your neck of the woods? Well, we've been waiting for the weather to calm down offshore. We've got uh, all the conditions just outside of us. If we could get five or six days of flat weather, I think we'll be fishing albacore out of Bodega. So we're anxious to get out there and do our thing, but we need that water to push in just a bit. Yeah, I've heard some of the waters out as far as 40 feet, uh, or 40 feet, 40 miles, and that and even longer for some, and that's a pretty long run. Yeah, you know, that's that's okay. We we run a 22-hour trip on this boat, Seth, so we leave at 2. We run when it's when it's dark. We run at night, try and wake up on the 5th. And he dropped off again. That's, that's Bodega Bay. He's in there a little close, so he's got some cell difficulties with us, obviously. Well, Rick, weather patterns look really solid for the next two weeks. What are your opinion on the opportunities to get out then? You know, if you want to fill your freezer with some fresh rock cod and ling cod, you can join us. We'll run out come out. Also, if this weather flattens out, I think that that water is going to push in and we'll have albacore tuna. But that remains to be seen. We need one week of flat weather offshore. That's all it's going to take to get things to happen. And I tell you, I, I took a look at the weather channel for the next two weeks out, and it looks pretty consistent sunshine and mild winds inland. I didn't look at the uh, water forecast out in the ocean, but uh, good possibility that things will start cleaning itself up and we'll have those opportunities. Well, Rick, uh, Bodega Bay, is uh, is it still as busy as ever over there right now? I, I would say overall, Seth, we're not seeing quite the numbers of folks that we've seen in the past with the lack of salmon. Um, you know, I, I, Bodega's always busy, especially on a weekend like this, a holiday weekend, but Numbers are down a little bit. So, I mean, if you want to get out and recreate and enjoy a beautiful place and do some fishing, maybe play some golf, whatever, it's a great place to to, to enjoy, that's for sure. Well, there are plenty of opportunities for folks to get out fishing. The, the run out to 50 fathoms or deeper is certainly productive and, you know, could be for some people a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity that they get out there and do that kind of fishing. Others may get hooked on it forever. But what Rick pointed out last week and again this week is there are many different opportunities for you out there, whether it be the albacore, which is a little bit of a weight, obviously, getting out to the big fish in the 50-fathom or deeper water. 
but there's good action in other places too to keep you popping. There's still a lot of guys catching halibut in the bays down here in San Francisco. There's a lot of great action going on all over. You need to get out, support all these captains and the local businesses because it's been tough with the closure of salmon season. We've got some great results coming in on some of the reports on this acoustic pathway that we've been following with a lot of these king salmon coming back into the river systems that Mike Ogney will be talking about later on. And Rick, I know you've got to be seeing a lot of salmon out there on your equipment as you're heading out. There's feed all over the place. Big schools, anchovies, sardines showed up. It's all here, and I'm sure the salmon are too. Hopefully we'll get a shot at them next season. And uh, we're going to continue to fish rock cod, ling cod. And September typically is our best month weather-wise. So if this weather will Flatten out. We're going to be on those albacore tuna big time. Well, and then everybody's got to start thinking about making some reservations because it's not going to be easy, to, and they'll be booking quick for crab opening up. What's that, uh, 11-15 they open up? Uh, I believe it's the 4th this year, Seth. Oh, yeah, November, November 4th. November 4th? Yep, we'll be running crab combos and having a limit of crabs is 10, limit of rockfish is 10. We'll be going offshore and getting the big, big rockfish. And uh, hammering away on those crabs is going to be awesome. It sounds like a great trip to me. A good opportunity to get some big stuff, get some fish in the freezer, and get that great crab for the holiday seasons. Well, around my house, we eat it all, then we go back right before the holidays. Rick, give them all the hookup info they need for the new sea angler so they can get out and share in the excitement and the action going on in your neck of the woods. If somebody wants to get in touch with us here, Seth, they can reach us at 707 875 three four nine five the rest of september i think is going to be really good hopefully we get those albacore within reach and we'll continue to catch these big rock cod link cod don't miss the opportunity folks climb on board the new sea angler with captain rick powers rick thanks for hooking up with us have a great day we'll talk to you again real soon thanks a bunch Seth. all right you take care have a good one you know that guy is going 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 always out there and he knows so much about all the places to fish and all the wonderful opportunities that are out there. Can keep a positive attitude even with salmon restrictions. Can't fish for those right now. A little bit less fishing for rockfish in close right now, but that'll all be changing one of these days real soon. We'll be right back after this quick break. Y'all stick around. There's a lot more coming your way. to share in the excitement of a world-class fishing experience, a fishing getaway with friends, or a tour of San Francisco Bay or Northern California's coast? With over 35 years of experience fishing the bay and coastal waters, Captain James Smith and the professional crews of the California Don 1 and California Don 2 will put you in the action. The 50-foot Cal Don 1 and the 55-foot Cal Don 2 Catamaran both offer a great fishing platform for comfort, efficiency, and the smoothest of rides on the water. Specializing in live bait potluck trips, California Don boats are powered by twin diesel engines with the latest and greatest in marine electronics sonar and safety equipment heated cabins comfortable seating full galleys with hot meals and restroom facilities make the caldon one and two the, the most, most comfortable, comfortable fishing charters available seasonally fishing halibut stripers sturgeon shark salmon rocking lingcod and of course crab there are those moments of special opportunity for bluefin tuna albacore white sea bass and other exotics coming within reach and the captain will announce any planned trips for 
for those species. This is Captain James Smith. If you're ready for our great on-the-water fishing experience, look no further. Give me a call at 510-417-5557. I'd love to show you Bay Area fishing at its finest. To book a trip or find out more about the ultimate fishing experience on either the Caldon 1 or Caldon 2, give them a call at 510-417-5557 or check them out on the web at CaliforniaDawn.com. Hey, we've got some good news. California Sportsman's now on Instagram. Just look up California Sportsman and we'll pop right up. Check out photos and videos of some of your favorite fishermen, and you can get an inside look at what it's like to be in the studio with us. Check us out on Instagram at California Sportsman. That's California Sportsman on Instagram. Hi, this is Seth to tell you about my favorite car dealership and the reason why I won't go anyplace else for a new or used vehicle or for service for that matter. It's the people. Well-trained, knowledgeable employees, top-notch service department professionals, and the best pricing on new and used vehicles. Where? Only at Ron Duprat Ford, just off I-80 and next door to our friends at Gone Fishing Marine in Dixon. Don't get hung up in that big city shuffle head to dixon and check out ron duprat ford you'll love that small town atmosphere with no hassles and no closers i know i sure do family owned and operated since 1956 it's one of the very few dealerships to receive the president's award for excellence in customer service and sales when it comes time for you to purchase a new vehicle or to solve a problem with one you've already got go to the best ron duprat ford and dixon the number one ford parts and service department in northern california it's where i go for all my needs, sales or service. Take the short drive from high prices. Check first with Ron Duprat Ford and Dixon. Find out more at rondupratford.com or call toll-free at 877-463-5436. Why would you buy any place else? Duckworth Boats. Hand-built by highly trained, skilled boat builders with pride, precision, and craftsmanship. With models from 18 to 40 feet. Designed for both fresh and saltwater activities. Gone Fish and Marine in Dixon is your heavy-gauge aluminum boat headquarters featuring the entire line of duckworth boats from outboard tillers to jets and inboards the advantage navigator pacific navigator pacific pro and offshore series exemplify duckworth's attention to details gone fish and marines trained sales staff will help get the duckworth boat you need with the right power performance and accessories no other boat compares be part of the legacy join the family of proud duckworth owners learn more at gone fish and marine in dixon gfmarine.com or DuckworthBoats.com. And now, more California Sportsman with Seth Hendrickson. Hey, we're back, and uh, I'd just like to remind everybody, Mr. Brown just reminded me, too, about Highway 80. Lay it on. Yeah, it is, it is close up uh, through Vallejo, and uh, you are going to have to, after the Carquinas Bridge, going, you know, westbound. So if you're uh, if you're thinking you might be getting on board the Cal Don or one of those other boats, you down better there, add about a half an hour to yeah, that. Yeah, you got there's some there's some. Uh, you're gonna have to go over the Benicia Bridge. You're gonna come in, out into Martinez and pick yep. up Highway Four after back you get over, over there Pacheco to Concord. In that way, that's right. Yeah. You take four back in, and that gets you back over to 80 around Rodeo. Around so you think there's anybody that's uh, that's gonna be late boarding their boat down there at uh, Berkeley Marina today? I doubt it. I doubt you it. You think they, they, they would have paid attention to Well, that. we'll be checking with Mr. Smith at the top of the 7 o'clock I'm hour. sure it's we'll going to be. Find out. I'm sure it's going to be a, a, maybe a good time to avoid that area this weekend as well. There was no traffic on the freeway coming in this morning. Yep. I was shocked. So that means most people hit it yesterday or they're about to hit it today. Today, yeah. Yeah, so one I'm, of the two. 
I'll be doing about 80 out of the studio I was studio so tomorrow. surprised when I walked out this morning to rain. <laughs> it was like, wasn't raining at my place. I heard you talking about it, though. Yeah, my truck was, was soaked. Ran windshield wipers all the way into the studio today, so it was raining. Well, let's head up to the Crescent City and Brookings, Oregon area. Where it right always now, rains. Where it's undoubtedly raining today. And let's hook up with my good friend, <laughs> Captain Steve Huber of Steve Huber's Guide Service. Good morning, Captain. How are things up in, uh, where are you at today, Brookings or Crescent City? I'm in Brookings. I'm in Brookings today. Well, there's a reason yeah. you're in Brookings today, because you can go up there and catch whatever you want, huh? Yeah, I'm going to go catch some halibut. You so can... we're like two halibut apiece, and we're going to go after the Pacific. So that'll be the first part of the morning, and we'll see how that goes. And if they, they're biting, we'll stay on them. And if not, we'll switch over to a little rock and link cod fishing, and have ourselves a beautiful weekend. Well, Steve, a lot of the guys down here have been talking about, you know, it. we do have a lot of closures going on with salmon and stuff, but there's still plenty of opportunities. And you've got golden opportunities because of the decision-making process that you made years ago, locating yourself real close to the border and having two ports that you'd utilize. Yeah, absolutely. I keep a dock in Crescent City and I keep a dock in Brookings. Just, just in case we have these incidents so um it's a good thing so we're going to fish halibut and rock lane today and tomorrow it's albacore the water is pushed in uh, they're about 30 miles out and we are going to make a run for it tomorrow. oh you've got a great opportunity only 30 miles i know when we talked last week it was like 40 or 50 mile run yeah yeah the water's pushed in so there's about three or four of us in a group going to head out there and uh, see if we can find the group, and if, if we find the group, then everybody will get on them. So um, we've got some blue fins that are out there uh, jumping out in the bay out of Crescent City. There's like three or four big sightings of them. So we're going to put the big Mad Maxes on and make a troll for them as we get out to the grounds. And uh, it'll be a little choppy in the morning, but the afternoon looks really good. And then then the wind comes back in. So it's it's what. Well, albacore fishing is one of these things, you know, it looks good on the paper. It looks great on the thing. You try to plan it and mother nature just comes right in and, and changes it for us. Well, but, the good thing is once you guys get out there, you get enough boats out there, you're going to be able to locate them and you're going to be able to somewhat stick with them. And that's what makes the, these runs a lot easier. Now, how are you doing it with your customers? I know once you get out there and you say, okay, we got this, you're going to start taking folks out that want to go. Do they need to get on a list? Call early. How's yeah, it going to work for you? Really. The call, the call list is where it's at. We've already got some dates that are set in there that, you know, year after year, these dates seem to work. Um, but I'm figuring anywhere after next week, um, we're going to be in a month-long solid area to be out there and go albacore fishing. So uh, we got plenty of ice. we got plenty of rods, reels, hand lines. So um, it's kind of fun. It's more of a rush, but it's a long day. And so... This is not the first time if you're going out fishing in the ocean, this is not the fishing adventure you want to be on. So you got to be a little salty to go out there because once we get out there 25, 30, 40 miles, we're not coming back. Yeah, if you're talking, if you're that guy that didn't take any Dramamine or didn't do anything to prepare for this and you're talking to God on the big white phone, you better be able to order a helicopter, baby, and have a credit card that'll handle it because you're going to be out there for the duration. That's why it's important. Yeah, that's, that's, the hardest, that's the hardest part, but most of the groups that I have already are set in stone. They've been out with me there before. And so we've got some new lists and some people on the waiting list. Um, they're waiting to go. And so it's just 
it's a it's an expensive trip, and you got to be able to you know spend the time because we're going to burn four hundred dollars in fuel at so, least at least four hundred because you're out there doing twenty mile an hour trolls too. And that's for the big boys. So when we get the albacore down, we're down to seven miles an hour. Oh, well, that's a real that yeah, that doesn't burn any gas at all, does it? Seven knots for the albacore and thirteen for the bluefin. So, well, folks, um, if you'd like to get in on some of this action, you need to get a hold of Steve and get on his list. And if you're a guy from California that wants to get up there and do some nearshore stuff, he can do that up out of Brookings for you. So just give him a call. Find out about all the possibilities that he's got up there. And I highly recommend you pay attention to Albacore. I've done it. Rod Browning and I did it 20 years ago. I did it again after that. It is an experience. I'm really glad I did it. And I think that just about anybody can handle it. But you might be whooped after you catch one 30-pounder. Believe me, they can tire you out too, can't they? Yeah, we got hand lines are real. So, you know, one of my group uh, is bringing an electric reel for tomorrow. So she likes to fight them, but she doesn't like to reel them. Yeah, who so. <laughs> I know that's the case the whole time. Well, Steve, give them all the hookup information they need for your guide service. And uh, they've got to get up there and get into the action with you because you have got some of the best waters to fish in Northern California and certainly Southern Oregon. Yeah, it's uh, beautiful up here, and we don't have a lot of smoke, which is the biggest myth. All that smoke is yeah. It's down in Vacaville now. Thank you very much, Steve. I'm sorry, but you know, right out here, it's beautiful this morning. Little fog mist. Um, they can reach me toll free eight six six five three one fish, or check us out on the web at stevehubersguideservice.com. Get out there and spank them, Huber. Have a great day on the water, and thanks for sharing with our listeners. It's always appreciated. All right, guys. Have a great show. Steve Huber running around out of Brookings, Oregon right now having some fun. And don't miss the opportunities for Albacore up there. He's going to be making routine runs. If you think you'd like to get into it, you can have some fun. And speaking of having fun, I know what's going on today. We got a captain's trip here or a whole crew trip going on. My good friend Zach Medinas is heading out sturgeon fishing today in the bay. Let's find out where he's going to be. My guess is maybe like Grizzly Bay or halfway to Pittsburgh or something like that's just let's jump live on board right now good morning captain what's going on out there this morning hey good morning Seth how are you I'm doing well what's cooking out there you're gonna hit the water and do that sturgeon trip we're gonna do that yeah we're gonna run around and it's gonna be a lot of looking and some fishing but uh yeah I'm super excited to get back out on the delta and get in on some of this early uh sturgeon fishing you know I know fall (laughs) doesn't officially start till uh september 23rd but you know wildlife doesn't have a calendar and man yesterday it sure felt like fall to me yeah it certainly did this morning too i gotta you know the photos i've been getting of you fishing in san francisco bay you're still stacking up the halibut in there yeah the halibut fishing is actually very good so we're going to be doing that as well and we're excited about uh fleet week coming up you know that especially down at fisherman's wharf it's quite an event and then we've got the air show so People want to do that, too. That's uh, 6th, 7th, and 8th of October, man. And with the Blue Angels ripping right over the top of your head, you can't beat it. Yeah, you just go out on the water, hang out on the boat, have a great day out there, and uh, maybe a couple of those real cold adult beverages while you're out there, too, having a nice fishing time. Somebody else driving the boat and taking care of you. That's a good way to see yeah. the show. Well, exactly. Zach, I, I know what you guys are doing today. You're going to go out there and start – really finding out where the sturgeon are holding, where they're hanging, what they're doing, and which way they're facing in the tides, undoubtedly. What are your expectations once you get out there today? Well, I have high expectations. You know, we still got uh, 
uh, pretty warm weather. You know, that's the nice part about fall. You know, you're starting to get into these balmy days. Uh, temps are really warm. The water temps are going to be really warm as well. And, you know, the fish fight really hard when you have this kind of weather. So it's 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 a nice time to get out. I love fall. Um, the dead of winter, you know, it's a little bit tougher, but you can have great days in the dead of winter too. And spring and you know, fall and spring would probably be my favorite time to start your fish. Well, right now it seems like, you know, we're always – I'm always whining about the, some of the closures that we've experienced. But when you stack it up and you take a look at it, you got sturgeon opportunities. The stripers are going nuts in the Delta area right now. We've got halibut going great in the bay still, and you've got opportunities way out for the deep water fish and even albacore, stuff like the bigger fish as well as the bluefin tuna. There's a lot of things going on, but one of the key things that I think is the sturgeon fishing is their movement and their action. You have to really work the tides properly with these fish, and that's probably why you're uh, getting ready to head out in a bit and not uh, race out at the crack of dawn this morning. So you hit those tides just right as you're looking. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you usually can scratch a fish or two uh, here and there if you <laughs> if you do the squat and rot thing. But, um, yeah, if you really want to get into the herd, you know, it's kind of like channel surfing. you got to just kind of look everywhere, figure out where the biggest concentration of fish are, and then take a shot, you know, set your anchor, put your bait there, and hopefully you'll get uh, connected with multiple hookups. Well, it's a kind of an abbreviated and a different potluck fishing that's available in San Francisco Bay right now and Grizzly Bay and up in through the Delta Folks, the opportunities exist for you. Go out and catch a big sturgeon. If you want to feel great about it, watch it swim away when you're done fighting it. Or you can get into the halibut that are in the bay. They're in abundance, and they're one of the best-eaten fish out there. Zach moves around and gets the best opportunities for you guys to catch fish. We'll recommend where you ought to go, and you can certainly override him and say, no, I want to do something else, and he'll take you out there and do it. He'll probably say, I told you so, but... uh, that's your choice at the end of the whole thing. Well, Zach, preferred uh, depths. Is it going to be shallow or is it going to be deep or you just have to find out when you get there? Yeah, I'm just going to find out when I get there. It's, you know, kind of traditionally, you know, deeper water, smaller tides and, uh, uh, you know, faster water, the, the uh, you know, the faster water is the uh, time to set up in the shallower water. But, you know, sometimes there's days you go out there and they just happen to be in the deep water and the tide's ripping. You can't have it at that point. But when it starts to slow down, you might want to run back there because you might make your whole trip in about 90 minutes when the tide slows down. With the tide moving, we've got smaller tides right now. We're about a week off of the full moon, so things are starting to settle down right now. Are there is the weed situation totally cleared up now? Are you still getting a lot of crap coming along the bottom and getting on your lines? Well, we, this is going to be a crew trip today. You know, I got a bunch of the guys I've fished with for the last 20, some of them 30 years, you know. So uh, it's going to be a look and see. I haven't been out there yet, so we're going to find out. But I would say, yeah, in the fall, there is a little bit of weeds, especially on the top, you know. Once we get some storms, a lot of that stuff blows out. But uh, I, I expect to see a little bit of stuff, something on the top of the water for sure. Well, I think it's a great opportunity. Folks, if you'd like to get on board with Captain Zach Medinas and get out there on Gate Crashers Fishing Adventures with co-captain, we've got Virginia out there. You guys definitely want to get on board when Virginia's out there with it. Virginia Salvador, she's co-captain with Zach on the Gate Crashers, and they have a good time on the water with great results. Zach, give them all the hookup info they need so they can find out more and see some of the great shots you have on your website, too. Yeah, absolutely. Come out and fish with us. You can get a hold of me at uh, 925-497-7171, online, gatecrasherfishing.com. 
If you want to check out our social media, uh, Gatecrasher Fishing, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you, sir. You have a great day. You and your crew find some good fishing out there and let me know where they are. I'll join you one of these days real soon. Sounds great. Thank you for having me on the show. Captain Zach Medinas with Gatecrasher Fishing Adventures. You know what that music means. We're going to take a quick break and come right back with RVs and destinations. Y'all stick around. You're going to get hooked. Northern California's newest tackle shop, Bodega Tackle, is located in Penaluma, right on the way to Bodega Bay. Bodega Tackle, a one-stop shop, features high-quality live and frozen tray baits, plus a full selection of tackle for bay and ocean fishing, as well as tackle for freshwater species. Owner Ken Brown and his experienced staff are on hand and ready to help anglers get rigged up. Need fresh line? Bring in reels for a new line at the Berkeley Line Winding Station. Check them out on Facebook, Instagram, and at bodegatackle.com. Bodega Tackle, open seven days a week. Stop by and you'll catch more fish. Lorenz is the leader in marine electronics, design, and manufacturing. And their new HDS Live Series with active imaging and GPS mapping products are cutting-edge technology and light years ahead of the competition. Lorenz offers a comprehensive range of products for your every need. From entry-level fish locators to the most sophisticated marine electronics on the market today, they're easy to use and are backed by a comprehensive advantage service program. The new Live Series with active imaging and 3-in-1 sonar combines Lorenz Chirp with side-scan and down-scan imaging allowing anglers to quickly search fish holding structures and enhances fish reveal with a higher level of clarity and target separation. Lorance products provide sportsmen with the ultimate and high performance features at competitive pricing. Clearer views, less clutter, more targets, incredible shallow and deep water performance. Lorance has it all. Check out the new HDS Live with touchscreen display and the entire line of marine electronics at your favorite dealer or on the web at Lorance.com. Lorance is the perfect locator for you. There's nothing more peaceful than fishing. Just me, my pole, and some bait. Oh, and my life jacket, of course. I like fish, but I don't want to end up at the bottom of the water with them. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. It's time for RVing and Destination, sponsored by Manteca Trailer and Motorhome. Since 1970, Manteca Trailer and Motorhome has cared for their customers with warm, personal attention and high standards of product and service excellence. They offer customers great value in pricing on industry leaders such as Jayco, Winnebago, Newmar, and many more. You'll be amazed by the selection of new and used RVs, toy haulers, fifth wheels, trailers, and motorhomes, and the huge inventory to choose from. Recipient of the West Coast Dealer of the Year and multiple Best of awards, Manteca Trailer and Motorhome has become one of Northern California's highest volume RV dealers. And now, here's Sepp with another great reason to be outdoors and RVing. You know, a motorhome is a huge investment. You're going to want to take care of it from day one. And it requires taking care of and maintenance and keeping it clean, just like it does around your home. You know, one of the things you can do to help it in the detailing of it to keep it from getting ugly, dirty, unkept, whatever. Here's 10 little tips to help you clean your RV and boy will it shine when you're through. Number one, remove all the bugs from the front of the rig. You know, they're smashed all over. You got to grind them off. Not true. Spray a little Pam cooking oil on top of the bug encrusted surface and they will just wipe off. And then that Pam finish on your paint job and everything won't hurt it but it helps protect it and makes getting the bugs off easier when they're dried up. 
You'll know what I mean once you try it. Second one is to keep the leather and vinyl seats in good condition. Use cleaner on them. Mr. Clean Magic Eraser will get rid of just about everything. If you've got problems with the seats, there's also great stuff to get it off of your carpet if you have some marks in the carpeting. Another one, the floor mat cleaning. You know, you can sprinkle stuff on them and make them smell good, but there's nothing like taking it outside and hosing it off. Keep them clean. That way you bring in a lot less dirt and the dirt doesn't end up on the floor and in your sleeping areas and every place else. A fourth tip, remove odors from the interior. Sprinkle a little baking soda around on all the cloth surfaces. Let it sit overnight and then the next morning vacuum it off. Everything's going to be fresh and refreshed inside that motorhome. No odors will be left if you did it right. Clean cup holders. You know, one of the dirtiest things in my truck and RV are the cup holders. It just accumulates stuff. Receipts, change, gunk, dust. The cup that you put in there that you use, your coffee cup, wrap it up in a towel. Spray a little in dust or something on it. Stick it down the hole and go back and forth. It'll be clean every square inch of it almost immediately. So those will be nice and clean. And clean those vents and the switches. All across your dash, there's places that you know holds dust. You can get in there with a rag or get it out. Even Silly Putty helps you get stuff out of the hard places. Stick it in there. You can reuse it, and it'll pull out any of the dust, lint, or some of the other junk that you don't want around anymore. But cleaning those vents, get a toothbrush, clean out your air conditioning vents. That's just going to blow dust in your face if you don't keep it clean. And clean the dash and all the components and the cracks and crevices up there. And a toothbrush works right up there, too. You can clean the inside of your windshield with a teaspoon of detergent and a few drops of vinegar in warm water, and you won't have any more screwed-up windshields. That greasy film that's on the inside, wipe it all down once with this, dry it off, you'll see the difference. And number 10, windshield wipers. You know, if they're not doing the job or they're dragging or making a noise when they're going across, and that's a big wiper that goes across a lot of these motorhomes, Easy. Take a little alcohol on a cotton rag or cloth or whatever. Just go up and down it and clean it real quick. Put them back down in place where they go. They won't squeak anymore because you got all the aggressive, abrasive stuff off of it. And now it's going smooth as silk because it's clean. Keep your RV clean. Keep it happy. Keep everybody happy. Especially the wife, by the way. Stop by Manteca Trailer and Motorhome on Highway 120. Check the full inventory of new and used RVs, trailers, motorhomes, and the huge retail store and showroom with parts and accessories. The state-of-the-art service facility is one of the largest in the western states, featuring 30 bays to get you up to speed and back on your way RVing. Review the entire inventory at the MantecaTrailer.com website with photos and pricing, or better yet, stop by and take a look. Low prices, huge selection, great service. There's no need to look any further further. Manteca Trailer and Motorhome catering to sportsmen around the West. We're not the biggest, we're the nicest. The Bob Davis people at Manteca Trailer and Motorhome. Manteca! With decades of experience fishing Northern California's lakes, streams, rivers, bays, and ocean, YouTube's Alan Fong Outdoors brings the outdoors and fishing directly to you. It's your opportunity to learn from one of the best in the West. Here's Alan Fong, the Rodfather. Well, good morning, Mr. Fong, and welcome to the studio good again. Morning. I had to get up I real get, early. I got to get a gong for the demo tank this <laughs> yeah. year for his intro. Yeah, I, would, yeah. I think that would go over. <laughs> <real well. laughs> What's that mean? 
<laughs> well, Alan, I saw your video last night, and you sat there like a Cheshire cat bragging about unbelievable <laughs> kokanee fishing at Pardee. Yeah, if you, you want to go catch some kokanee, you need to go to Pardee. And they better go quick. Yeah, they're going to close on um, Tuesday. They're doing some construction there, so they're closing early, and it is insane there. Folks, now listen close. When Alan says it's insane, I saw the photos of his locator. There were so many trout up high in the water trout columns. Up high, you can catch them then too. there was this open gap in between the trout, and then there was this massive jigsaw puzzle of fish racing all over and lines yeah. going through it where you were kokanee fishing. Unbelievable numbers of fish, both trout and kokanee. Yes, there is. There's you could catch whatever you want. You know, the kokanee are always below the trout. So if you're catching trout, you need to go deeper. But there were so many on the graph. It was just crazy. So when I did this report, it was at 10 o'clock in the morning. We already caught 50. And then when I put four rods out, when I was talking, doing a report, three rods went off. Well, I'm, si- <laughs> I'm watching you talk, and I'm going, Fong, there's a rod going off behind you. And you turn around and grab another one that went off. And No, Alan, it's the other rod. Yeah. No, it's insane over there. But it's sadly that they're closing Tuesday. So if you want to get out there, you need to get out there. Free fishing day today. Yeah. You can get out there tomorrow. You can get out there Monday. And I guess you can fish Tuesday because it closes, I guess, on Tuesday. I'm not quite sure I would call up there and check. Yes, I think that would be a um, good idea to make certain because, folks, this is this is the true definition of wide freaking open. Yep, it's better than Buller's Bar. You need to get out there, you know, if you really want to go, if you got kids you want to take out there. And then also use kind of like an orange color because I was using pink and Roger, my buddy, was using orange. He put 10 in the boat before I got bit. Really? Yeah. That much of and a And I difference. just tried it just to hang in there to see, and he couldn't put two rods in. He had, you know, we got four downriggers, and he couldn't. He put that one orange thing down there, and he get another one ready, and it'd go off. Well, let's give them exactly what's working because obviously you're not going to be racing back Cheetos. here. There's only two more days. Cheetos. You guys fish corn. You fish yeah. Cheetos too? No. Yeah. Um, That'll work. We dropped, we dropped the Cheeto thing. There's so many down there, it probably will work. Give them exact depths. Give them exactly what um, you're doing in leader length, of, the whole bit. If you're fishing 30 to 40, you're going to catch 8 inch, 10 inch fish. You know, we were down 58 to 65, and we were catching, you know, 11 to 13 inchers. And uh, anything in the orange color, like a hoochie, you want to use the bigger Dodgers, seem to work better. I tried the little ones. They didn't seem to work as well. Something in that 5-inch to 6-inch size, a Dodger, and then pulling a, anything orange. Uh, we tried uh, Apexes. We tried hoochies. It didn't matter. As long as it's kind of orange color, it seemed to work really well. Dodger, leader length. Yeah, short. Extra bend in the Dodgers. Short. Um, you know, he's, I, he's grinning, I was, folks. He's grinning. I was going about one, two to one, three, and um, I only use a short leader. Even when I use a apex or something, I only use like six to eight inch on the leader. And then also when you clip it into that cable, um, eight to ten feet max behind the downrigger ball. Yep, it wiggles harder, and they seem to want something that had more action rather than a slow. You know, something like um, Netzel, when he goes, he only goes like 0.9 miles an hour because yeah. I went to fish with him. I was bending my Dodgers to get him to work. Get something to move. Yeah. They want something really radical. So I was pulling a little Dodger with a hoochie, and like I said, Roger put 10 in the boat before I got – I didn't get bit. So obviously I just wanted to check, and then I put a big one on, and it's just game on. If you've got a boat 
and you want to fish, and you've got some kids that want to fish, and if you've got a wife that likes to sit around in a beautiful campground and just look around or yeah. sit on the shore and just enjoy the nature out there because they've got it all, wildlife, great fishing, great scenery, everything, you've got maybe two days left to do it. Yeah. Saturday, Sunday, Monday for sure. You yeah. might be able to fish Tuesday. Call and check at Pardee just to be sure. Folks, yeah. it's as good as it can get. Yeah, it's and on fire. You, and everybody should try to get out there if they possibly can. But you've got some great shots of b- black bass that you're catching, too. Yeah, yeah. you know, the everything seems to be turning on now. You know, you know, like I said, always tell you, fish don't have calendars. They go by weather and days of how short the days are getting. And when you get a cool weather like this, they seem to feed better because they, want, they know they're going to have to feed up before winter. Stripers are loaded. If you're fishing anywhere around Rio Vista, Broad Slough, Chain Island, um, Russ Graves was out there the other day. I told him to go out there, and he put over 70 fish in the boat on a Sunday. And guys are catching That's a lot why of he's not answering phone calls. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you notice of, that? He gets kind of disappeared. He, he, he disappears when he catches fish. <laughs> yeah. he, he don't talk like Mr. Fong no, used he, to not talk. He, he calls. He says, they don't say nothing. I go, yeah, I won't say nothing. Yeah, only on the radio. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, yeah, anyway, Russ. but the bass fishing is just finally broken wide open. You know, you can catch them. We flipped over 50 fish the other day. So it's just a, everything's just happening right now. What's the average size of the bass you're getting right uh, now? I could get on a bad day 15 pounds, 14 to 15, then on a good day a little over 20. And For I'll, you kokanee fishermen that are math challenge, Seth, that's a, <laughs> about a three-pound average. Okay. Yeah, I f- I five, figured, three, I figured, fifteen. I figured that one out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're trying to break two pounds with you know five kokanee out of Pardee right now. But you know, I, someone told me the other day that we we're think, talking about in the old days, and he used to kokanee fish Roger all the time, and used to ask me to go. I said, you know what? No, thank you. And then he goes, now look at what happened to you. And that's what's going to happen to Kent. It's not going to happen to me. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Kent's a Dude, lost I'll play cause. pickleball before <laughs> I go play coconut. No, fishing. it'll happen. Uh, no, it won't. <laughs> yes, it will. The only, I said only it way is you and I handcuff not, him and drag him out there together. Not, it's not no, we're tricking. <laughs> we'll say, hey, we're going fast. No, well, if I'm not there, he'll, we're, not, he'll know not, I'm not unless we're going in my boat, I'll know what we're doing. Yeah. So, I think kokanee fishing is great. I mean, as I've said for many years in introducing Sepp and his seminars, it's cool how a spotted bass will turn him into a it's puff of little and you know silver what I scales. Did? I also did. I turned that Roger's boat has a live target. Yeah. I turned it on. I said, hey, check this out. And I just spin the electric motor around. And I go, there they are over there. And you could actually see. Oh, this. that's cheating! That's what? <laughs> it's how ha- it's a it's tool. It's a big forward-facing sonar controversy. You know what's interesting? It's it is a, a tool. tool. I watch so many videos like that of guys saying, "Look at this! Look what it look! See here!" And they are just in absolute shock that you yeah. can see stuff like that. No, yeah, dude, it's if it's if, live, <laughs> if if you think if you don't think it's a tool and you think it's cheating, you are a tool. <laughs> the only the you mean only. Pool? Yeah, <laughs> Pick one. <laughs> the only thing better than what we've got right now in electronics is a live camera image that can see through all the crap and show you the fish. Except we yeah. said that about paper charts. We said that when it went to liquid crystal. We said that when Where it went it to going? color. Where we said that exactly right. It is technology There's no advancement. end to it. You know, I got friends that actually mounted one on the back, and they could see their lures, and they could see the fish kokanee come up, look at it, and go away. 
And so that, you, more of them come up so, and look at it than take them. Correct. So when you see them come up and look at it and don't hit it, you better change. Slow down, change, speed up. Slow it up, do something different. And then all of a sudden you see them eat it, hey, mm-hmm. game's on. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a tool. You know, your motor is a tool because when you have fish like that, you can put it into neutral. Slow down a little bit. Kick it back into yeah. gear. That quick action change, boom, play. those fish are going to strike. Oh, Spot yeah. lock trolling motors. We've got mapping cards that are so detailed. I remember when we used yeah. to have to, you know, do triangulation to find a rock pile. And I used to use the WAG theory. Right. See, and that's another thing I use my life for is looking for structure. Right. You know? Looking look, for structure. I look for structure. And and now, you know, there's the, the mapping is so good. I mean... I, I literally have a map app on my phone just for Clear Lake because oh, yeah. it, the mapping is so yeah, good. It's the it's amazing. There's no what they're secrets. Doing. There's see, no they're secrets. all tools, you know. So you can't say, "Hey, this is cheating." Or it's whatever. not cheating. Right. No, it's, it's a not. natural progression of this sport and technology yeah. moving forward together. Right. That's just like all it everything, is. like computers, everything. Yeah. You know, your truck got electric windows. You got door locks. You know, all this stuff. It's Cameras. Tool. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, it's just it's just crazy to hear these guys, you know, complain about what. Oh, it's going to ruin our fisheries. No, it's oh, not. Yeah, right. You know, nope. no, it's not. No, nope. uh, you get to go home earlier. You know, and <laughs> the only thing I I still am concerned with. I see people coming in with stringers full of bass, and I'm just thinking, why? There's there's better fish to eat. Uh, oh, without a doubt. But they're pretty good eating, Sep. I mean, I, I'll be real honest with you. Yeah, I, you yeah. know, I've. Uh, uh, you, you're you, you're you're in a room with two guys who have put a fillet <laughs> knife to a bass. Okay, trust me. Uh, I know, but I I just I appreciate the bass for yeah. what it is for the for the bass fishermen for the bass angler for the bass and it's industry. natural reproduction and not yeah. being planted. It yeah. it doesn't die when it spawns and I things just, like I that. I just so. like everybody the way that uh, they're treated. They release what they can, mm-hmm. and most people release. Most bass fishermen are releasing yeah, just do. about. It's everything. mostly catch and release, but I mean, our, there's there's well, there's why lakes. The, that's that, why this fishery is so prolific in the delta. That's why it's doing so strong right now in the delta. And look wow. what's happening to our stripers. We could talk some of them sea lions into catch and release. Sep, we'd be a lot better off in the <laughs> I'd delta. Like to but catch they're a few doing of those. more damage than anybody. I'd like yeah. to catch a few of them and release them someplace around Mexico. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's kind of crazy because they're just it's just nuts. But oh yeah, they're they're. They get smart too. You see, I see them in the toolies now. And yeah. Before they well, used to going to the back. Them. Yeah, let's yeah. go find. Let's go find a big one in back. Well, and they, you know, they know when the bass are spawning. They know when they're susceptible. When they're shallow, yeah. and they, well, they you do. know, they they kind of raise heck on them. Yeah. Well, hopefully with the water that we've got coming down, maybe we can move them back to the bay slowly. But I was in Reading this week, and the Sacramento River was rolling. Yes, I saw the levels of it, and it's pretty yeah. high. Up yeah, there. it was. There was some water coming down the sack. Alan, what's coming up next? What are we looking for next on Alan Fong Outdoors on mm, YouTube? I don't know. You know, Denise has been taking a lot of vacations, and we've been doing. I'm trying to do uh, get one out hunting, um, but you know, I do my report religiously every thursday i try to sometimes i get back late and see i only work two days a week now so i'm out on the water for five days a week i get kind of tired delirious and then when i forget to do the report i have to go home and make my wife help me and she gets mad <laughs> so, you see the photos you know i'm trying as it starts up he goes okay I hear you know, somebody I'm, go. I'm 69 years old. I'm not no young guy now. It's starting to catch up with me. Yeah, well, <laughs> wait till you join the 70 Club, my friend. <laughs> well, that's not far Folks, away. Folks, if you haven't checked out Alan Fong Outdoors on YouTube, you need to. And he would really like you to become a, a 
member of it, a subscriber of it, so that you get it every week right there in your list of subscribers. It pops right up on your screen for you, no matter which way you check things out. And I got to tell you, folks, it's a wonderful educational tool, and he's got it as up-to-date as you can get, unless he's sitting right here in the studio telling you different. Yep. That's as, as updated as anything will get. You got that right. <laughs> so please, get on over to Alan Fong Outdoors and become a subscriber on it. Click on it. We're going to be having a contest here pretty soon and uh, giving away some goodies. At his age, he's not yeah, a, yeah. you're not a current. You're a slack guy. We better hurry up and give it away <laughs> See, fast. He I'm might, dirt. Not, he might not be with us much longer. We'll be right back after this quick break. Maybe. Join Gate Crasher Fishing and Captain Zach Medinas for an epic fishing adventure on California's Delta, San Francisco Bay, or out the gate. For professionalism and great service, join Gate Crasher Fishing for an impressive trip that will keep you returning season after season, no matter what species you pursue. Captain Zach believes in the tradition of harvesting sustainable fish, such as king salmon, rock cod, halibut, and striped bass, seasonally, and also fishes white sturgeon. Great for corporate team building, family recreation, or friends just having fun. Book now for the trip of your lifetime. Call Gate Crasher Fishing, 925-497-7171. And learn more at gatecrasherfishing.com. Come on out and experience our difference. Hook up! Since 1952, Scotty has been recognized for product excellence, and their entire line of downriggers and accessories is unmatched in performance and dependability. With full-size and compact models available for both freshwater and saltwater, Scotty has downrigger for every on-the-water need. Scotty Downriggers, isn't it time you joined the Scotty team? I can't wait to spend some quality time with my son fishing this year, teaching him about casting, how to choose bait, set the hook, and how to be safe on the water by always wearing a life jacket. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. France is the leader in marine electronics, design, and manufacturing. And their new HDS Live Series with active imaging and GPS mapping products are cutting-edge technology. They're easy to use and are backed by a comprehensive advantage service program. The new Live Series with active imaging and 3-in-1 sonar combines Lorance Chirp with side-scan and down-scan imaging, allowing anglers to quickly search fish-holding structures and enhances fish reveal with a higher level of clarity and target separation. Lorance products provide sportsmen with the ultimate and high-performance features at competitive pricing clearer views less clutter more targets incredible shallow and deep water performance Lawrence has it all check out the new hds live with touchscreen display and the entire line of marine electronics at your favorite dealer or on the web at lawrence.com lawrence is the perfect locator for you now, now here's usafishing.com's mike ogney with our saltwater bay and coastal report good morning mr ogney I feel like I'm joining a just a big BS session out in the garage with some buddies here. You know, my wife. Not me. You're, you're Not old me. enough. Jump in, Mike. My wife <laughs> yeah. had a comment about that just a few minutes ago. You sound like a bunch of old men sitting around talking fishing, and I said, "We are. We are <laughs> exactly what we're doing. It's exactly I, what we're doing." I feel like I need to walk over to the fridge, grab a beer, and like, okay, what's like, who are we, we going to step on now? <laughs> yeah. Well, Michael, you and I had some long talks about stuff, and the first thing I'd like to share with them is that acoustic pathway or whatever in the world it's called. Explain that to our listeners and what's happening. Well, they, they're they're doing they're doing this migration um, study that is they're trying to see how 
water. And I think it's more of how warm water affects the migration of salmon. So they, uh, they tagged 131 fish off the Golden Gate. And these tags are not um, cheap. They're, it's 900 bucks per fish. They got to catch these fish. So over four and a half, four and a quarter days, they, they caught and tagged 131 fish. They have to bring them on board, um, get them calmed down enough, get them into a bonder, where, which is like a restraining device, create, do minor surgery on them. So they do about a one-inch incision, slide these, uh, these, uh, these um, transceivers up in them, then sew them back up and release them. And uh, so far, over 30 of these fish, I haven't looked in the last few days, have made it up to Benicia. There's fish now higher in the system, but they have they have tracking buoys. They have they have antennas along the the river in multiple multiple locations down in the delta, all the way up towards uh, um, the uh, the Chico side, the American River, downtown Sacramento, and. Um, they track where these fish are going, and they can they're tracking them in real time. And uh, this year, and, and as you know, we have really good river conditions. We're probably some of the best river conditions in 20 years. At the, with those high flows that you were talking about on that last segment, when I believe I can't mention up in the uh, Reading area, the river was just flowing. Well, that's exactly what these fish need. <clears throat> but this is a a beneficial wet year. It's going to be if they continue doing this, which I believe that they are. This is a multi-year study. They're going to be doing it in drought years and uh, normal years, and they're going to get an idea of how these fish move through the the, the system uh, depending on water temperature. What they feel is that fish I, in the Sacramento I could save river, them a whole lot of money right now. When they get up to a warm water curtain, they don't want to go through it, and they turn around and go back the other direction. Well, what they do on the um, what they do on the Columbia River, it's it, it's called cold water refuge, and cold water refuge is the mouth of these streams that feed into the Columbia River, and they actually documented how these fish on the Columbia, they'll come in, they'll duck into a cold water refuge, and the next one is 20 miles upstream, and they'll sit there for a few days, and they sprint to the next one, and stop, and they rest there, and that's actually where they they actually like blast through that warmer water they get up and then they hold in that in that colder water so i think they're investigating it, some of the same features down through the through the sack valley but are these more southern salmon do they have a higher tolerance for temperature well what's interesting to me is to see the movement of the fish entering the system coming in through the gate through the bay moving up past Benicia and seeing where they kind of stage and hang a little bit before they start moving up into the system. Is this information available to the general public can anybody watch all this happen on the internet? Yeah, you can go over to the the, the, uh, the one place where it's posted up is the uh, Golden uh, Golden State Salmon Association. We have a we have a, a link to the to the story there and there's a link to the site. You can actually see the different reporting stations and see how high up these fish have have gone. But there's been you know, not just with this study, there's been a lot of salmon on the coast. There's been incidental catches. I've, I've heard of at least from three different um, people on incidental catches just this week. Uh, Jeff on the, uh, the the Real Magic, he had two salmon in the Outer Bay halibut fishing here a, a, a few days ago. I had another buddy who was hal- halibut fishing 
on the north bar of the uh, outside of the of the Golden Gate, and, and he had one. He said that was over twenty five pounds that he that he got while on a on a Gucci skirt. Well, last week um, we, you and I talked during the week about uh, some of the boats that are out there doing testing for the Department of Fish and Wildlife or whoever, and they're catching a marvelous fish out there, twenty to thirty pounders, and a lot of them. The uh, for the study. They tagged 131 fish, and the average weight. This is all scientists on board, and they're 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 carefully measuring each one of these fish. And their average for 131 fish was 23 pounds. I haven't seen a 23 pound average since 1988. Um, just just phenomenal. And this was all being done on the new Rayan out of uh, Sausalito. Uh, they did it last year. They're going to do it again next year. But it's just it's really nice to see the science coming in here and people really trying to see how water temp which is just you know so important to salmon's entire life cycle um that uh it, it's great that they're, they're they're finally looking at at some of these issues but there's so many issues when it comes to salmon um this is just the uh uh the the, the tip of the spear well there. I think what we're starting to see is some positive movement. And I also heard that they're going to just be planting zillions of fish into the system this year in hopes of getting better returns. And they are, and they're, and they're using different methods instead of just uh, releasing smolts. Now, a fish, a salmon cannot be released into salt water or to brackish water until it smolts, until it goes through that smoltification process. When it's a fry, which is smaller, it can be released up in the, the the river, but the great thing about fries are much smaller. They don't eat as much, so you can you can bring them, raise them in the hatchery, get them up to where they're they're starting to feed, and then when you get a big rain event, and let's say January February, you can release hundreds or of, of thousands or even millions of them directly from the hatchery, and they get into the system, and it's a natural way for them to imprint and hopefully build future runs. That's what is. Uh, we have just destroyed throughout the Sacramento Valley is because of the lethally hot temperatures that have been released in the, in the uh, late fall over the past few years, we have decimated the spring and the winter run fish. And now the fall run fish are getting affected. The, uh, and this, I got to also say, this is not all drought related either. There are some self induced injuries that water, People, the people that open and close gates are causing also, and they're aware of what happens when those temperature curtains. They're, that's just the big excuse that everyone backs up on. Oh, it's drought related. No, it's not. It's really uh, the, the Department of Fish and Wildlife has not been doing a good job of managing our fisheries and um, enforcing the laws. They're called, they're called biological opinions. Enforcing those laws for minimum flow requirements. They just turned a blind eye, and uh, we've been um, we've been you know stuffing way too much water down south for decades, and it's 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 starting to really uh, time to pay the pay the piper is definitely here. Well, I'm glad to see the positive steps in the right direction, especially with the scientists out there making an evaluation of what's going on, and it looks like there's going to be some strong returns this year, but we'll see. With them swimming around in the ocean, God only knows when they're going to make the decision to head up the river systems, and that's when this tracking information is going to be just absolutely vital. And I would, again, Mike, uh, tell them real quick where they can find that, the Golden State Salmon Association site? 
Yeah, so you go to the Golden State Salmon Association's uh, webpage, and we have a we have a link over to that that whole story. You can read all about it there, and uh, the uh, the the links about halfway down. Those are the fish returning in real time. So if if you're looking at at Benicia, and it clicks up a number from the morning to uh, to, to late morning, that, that fish actually passed through during that 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 hour. There you have it. Some good information. From Mike Ogney with the Golden State Salmon Association, I'd like to remind you all there's a new president of the Golden State Salmon Association, Scott Artis, and Scott will be joining us in a couple of weeks to talk to all of you about the direction they're heading and what they plan on doing. Mike, thanks for hooking up with us. We'll talk to you again next week, my friend. All right, you guys know how it works. A lot more show. Stick around for more fishing, hunting, and outdoor action in the second hour of the award-winning California Sportsman with Sepp Hendrickson. Coming up next. Quail Point Hunt Club offers sportsmen affordable upland game bird hunts starting at only $80. For pheasant, quail, and chucker on 2,000 acres of natural cover in the rolling hills near Zamora. And their new and challenging sporting clays course is one of the finest in the state. Hone your shooting skills, enjoy the day hunting the field, or start your dog on a training program. Located only 30 minutes from Sacramento and one hour from the Bay Area, Quail Point Hunt Club and Olive Hill Kennels offer California sportsmen the best in upland shooting sports. Check them out on the web at quailpoint.com. Now, here's owner David Martin. Good morning, sportsman. Dove season is right around the corner. If your dog is in his first year, you want to be cautious about taking them out on a dove hunt. Dove hunting is all past shooting. Your dog isn't actively running the field looking for birds. It is very easy to make a pup gun shy, unloading on a group of passing dove, and your dog doesn't understand what's going on. You can create a real problem for yourself, even if your dog has been introduced to the gun properly. They just don't have the experience to understand what's going on. If you need some help with training, call us at Olive Hill Kennels at 530-735-6217. Lawrence is the leader in marine electronics design and manufacturing, and their new live series of fish finders are state-of-the-art for today's anglers and light years ahead of the competition. From entry-level finders to the most sophisticated Lowrance Electronics on the market, Fisherman's Warehouse Mega Stores in Manteca, Sacramento, and Fairfield have it all. And their trained sales staff will help you find the exact unit you need. Fisherman's Warehouse and Lowrance Electronics, providing sportsmen with the ultimate high-performance fish-finding features and the best possible pricing. Check out the new Lowrance Live and the full line of Lowrance products at your favorite Fisherman's Warehouse location. For high thrust power, performance, and portability, pick up the Yamaha T9.9 High Thrust 4-Stroke. Its streamlined design is up to 12% lighter than previous high thrust models. Still, it delivers up to twice the thrust of comparable 2-strokes. It's the perfect kicker and a great choice for sailboats, john boats, or deep Vs. Any small craft that begs maximum muscle in an efficient lightweight package needs the Yamaha T9.9 High Thrust 4-Stroke. Pick one up at Bucks Outport, 2750 47th Ave in Sacramento. Family operated for over 50 years, Bucks carries the full line of Yamaha parts and accessories and has service you can count on. Bucks Outboard, the sportsman's choice. 916-428-3917 or BucksOutboard.com. Hi, Lenny Lapinta here for Bucks Outboard. I'm inviting you to come down and check out our full line of Yamaha Outboards. Great deals going on right now. You can catch us on the web at www.bucksoutboard.com or give me a call at 916-428-3917. I'll be waiting for you. Hey, we've got some good news. California Sportsman's now on Instagram. Just look up California Sportsman and we'll pop right up. 
Check out photos and videos of some of your favorite fishermen, and you can get an inside look at what it's like to be in the studio with us. Check us out on Instagram at California Sportsman. That's California Sportsman on Instagram. I got a garage full of fishing tackle, and every time I get out on the water, I realize I forgot something important. But I never forget my life jacket. I make sure my buddies wear theirs, too. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. And now, more California Sportsman with Seth Hendrickson. Hey, we're back. There's lots going on. You've heard us talking about everything in the world. But you know what? This hour is going to be a little bit different. We're tight. We've got some great guys reporting. And the first one that we're going to go to is Captain James Smith of the California Dawn. And there's a reason for that. James has just returned from Alaska. He was up at Captain Steve's Lodge up there with his buddy Jay Lopes and a bunch of other people, I'm sure. Troy Maggie was along on the trip. But we're going to find out what was going on down there and what's going on out our own Golden Gate and find out what James has got planned for his clients this coming week. Good morning, Captain. Welcome to California Sportsman. Hey, good morning, Seth. And thanks for uh, shifting me back an hour. It's uh, getting back to... Uh getting back home after all this jet lag yeah well all that's all you're sleeping in and your extra naps are over because you're going back to six next week my friend (laughs) that's fine i'll be back to work in a couple days so So tell us tell us about the trip up to your brother's lodge in alaska how'd that go and big fish time i would imagine yeah i mean we had a great time we had a great trip caught a lot of salmon in the rivers caught a lot of uh halibut in the ocean and we never made it out to the pacific side we had weather weather was a constant up there gosh they had a lot of lot of rain this year up there i mean we got pelted just like they're getting pelted um it rained all nine days unfortunately but we still got out in the gulf caught a lot of halibut um even my buddy jay he etched me out on a signed bill which very few people have um, uh, by two pounds. So because you was, cheat on the signed bill thing, <laughs> you have one biting, and then you go. We're, we, we're doing that bet, right? Yeah, and then you swing. You cheat, okay? Just I want to clarify that. People, that was pure coincidence. I'm telling you, it was pure coincidence. You can't even spell pure coincidence, Smith. I'm not going to try. I know. <laughs> Well, James, I, I know that the river fishing must have been pretty good. Uh, I saw a lot of silvers in some photos that were sent up. My favorite fish. Uh, it's a hell of a battle, isn't it? Oh, yeah. The silver fishery up there is awesome this year. We, we've been up there in years past where we didn't see so many silvers this year. They were up there in numbers. We were throwing um, bobbers with row, and gosh, that's a lot of fun. I know people are like, ah, bobber fishing, but no. <laughs> It's, it's a kick. You put a chunk of row down about 12 inches below your bobber, and you cast it up in the wa- in the water and let it wash down. You let that thing, you know, that salmon grab it, pop a couple times, it goes under, and it's game on. So we did that most of the time in the rivers. And the days that we got blown off the ocean, we were there catching them. Uh, all the creeks around the house had fish. The rivers all had fish. It was uh, – it was quite the time, and uh, you know, all the years I, I go up there, I, I hardly ever pack salmon because we have such a great salmon fishery. I came home with a box this year. There you go. Salmon's been closed, so always exciting getting every one of them. Well, James, what are you hearing out the gate? You've been gone for a week. My guess is you checked with your other captain every day during the week, anyway. So, what's happening out the gate? Well, we've been doing. Uh, 
Lynn Cod, Captain Sean's been doing great in my in my absence. It's been lights out any day we can get out, and uh, you know things have changed. A lot of people don't know. You know, fifty fathoms and out uh, seaward is where we can rock cod and lean cod fish now. It's a run. It's 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 a run. You got to have conditions. There's no plan B. There's no coast. Uh, he had that while we were gone. He had all the options. And then uh, one day we we didn't make it out there. We we had to fish halibut, and he had limits to halibut. So the fishing is good. Fishing's really good. It's just uh, where's Mother Nature gonna allow you to go? Well, that's and, my uh, next that's my next yeah. question to you. When's she gonna <laughs> let you head out for bluefin tuna or maybe even albacore? I hear. I just talked to Steve Huber earlier, and they're uh, 30 miles out up there right now. He's going to make the run this week. Yeah, they got they got some albacore uh, up off Fort Bragg. You know, we got a weather window. The weather window is kind of clashing with my uh, my regular schedule. We still got stuff on the books here. So uh, I think we're going to be looking at September, uh, trying to sneak out. The bluefin action's cooled down here locally. I know they had a little shot right before I left. There was a lot caught. And uh, I heard the last this last week it got quiet again. And uh, all the focus up north, outside of Fort Bragg, the uh, albacore fishing is on fire. You might even uh, see me sneaking up there with my crew one or two days with the Caldon too, if uh, if I don't have anything going on. So that'll be uh, something I'm going to look forward to. Unless the bluefin show up again in numbers, then we'll uh, we're going to start moving out, try doing the nighttime fishing like we'd planned. But it just Hasn't panned out yet. I haven't either had A, the weather, or B, the availability. You know, well, you got one got one boat that can do it, and I can't be at both places at the same time. So we'll we'll see what September brings, and hopefully there'll be some tuna on our, uh, on our deck. Well, folks, if you haven't got on a list for one of these guys, if they do make it out, you're going to want to make sure that you do. But don't forget, there's plenty of opportunities to fill in for great fishing all over. And you can get out there and get into it. Those days when that biggest ling you sent me that photo of, that thing was a pig. I don't even know what size, 38, 40 pounds probably. But, folks, these are monster fish. These are opportunities of a lifetime that haven't been there before. You can get out there right now and do it, get into some absolute monsters and great fishing opportunities. And when the conditions are right, bluefin, albacore runs are going to be available. And if you're not on a list, you're not likely to get a call. So, James, what number do they call to get on a list to get involved and to find out more about what the opportunities are like? Yeah, the number here, 510-417-5557, or reaches on the web at californiadawn.com, also on Facebook and Instagram. Check us out. We'll, we'll, be, uh, we'll be going hard all the way through the end of December. Welcome back to California. I'm glad you had a great time up in Alaska with your brother and your buddies. Now get back to it, my friend. Take care, and we'll see you real soon. Thanks, guys. Check in with you next week. You, you can count on that. I want to hear all about what's taking place. Take care. You know, he's got it all going for him right now up there, and just all we need is a little bit of water coming in a little bit closer to shore. Mr. Hurley shows up, the editor of Western Outdoor News, in the studio with us in addition to Mr. Fong this morning. So we're going to have quite a conversation as things progress right now. But I'm going to take you live to Eagle Lake right now. We're going to climb on. No, we're not going to climb on board. We're going to sit on the couch next to Tim Knoxon with Fish Traveler's Guide Service, who's not fishing this morning but has been and is going out again tomorrow. Tim, what's the action like up at Eagle Lake? Hey, Sep, if, you, uh, if you're coming up here, check your leaders, check your knots, sharpen your hooks. There's a great bite going on. 
the size of the fish equals big. There's a good probability. It's a two-fish limit up here, so it's a good probability you're going to go home with a six-pound two-fish limit. It's likely you have a seven-pound two-fish limit, and you might just have an eight-pound two-fish limit. And Sep, in October and November, we're going to have some 10-pound two-fish limits. The lake is on fire. There's minnows everywhere. There's grebes, more grebes than I've seen since the mid-2000s. There's pelicans everywhere. There's minnows top to bottom, and there's fish under a lot of those pods of minnows. And we've been able to limit every day just by just going where the birds tell us the fish are. Most of the time, that's going to be over on the west side of the lake off of Wildcat Point. And I, I don't know. I can't say enough about it. I'm going to have to get some bigger rods. I've been using uh, seven-foot ultralight lamy-glass rods, and they're just pegged with these fish. I'm going to go to eight-and-a-half ultralights now. And uh, you know, I can't say enough about it, Seth. If you want some big fish, Come on up to Eagle Lake. It's red hot right now. Yeah, those of you that think a one-pound rainbow is a pretty nice fish or maybe a pound and a half, two-pounders, yeah, yeah, they're nice fish. But when you got a three-and-a-half or four-pound average going on, folks, three-and-a-half-pound average, that's the biggest trout many of you have ever caught in your life, and it's a typical no-big-deal fish at Eagle Lake. There's monsters up there. I've fished that lake for about 40 years, and believe me, there are 10-pounders swimming around in there. Big fish get big by being smart. And it takes a guide like Tim Noxon to go out there and fool them. That's what gets these bigger fish to hit. Tim, how deep are you fishing? What are you pulling? What seems to be the best offering? Okay, we're just matching the minnow step. And the number one pearl needle fish is, uh, is high on the list. A number uh, tied on a number uh, four hook, a... Um, a, an olive and white, a two-each-up-looking minnow tied, uh, on the, like I said, on a number four hook. We're fishing those on downriggers at 18 to 22 feet in 30 to 40 feet of water. And uh, the, the, the trout are nailing the heck out of those things. And like I say, check your leaders and your knots because you're going to be in for a fight. Well, I don't think everybody really understands what happens at Eagle Lake when there's perfect water conditions like this with a three- or four-pounder on there. These fish are in ideal comfort ranges. They have got their full strength. They are loaded up on minnows and protein. They are ready for the battle, and they give you one that you'll never forget. Trust me. And Are they starting to jump at all? Are you seeing any aerials out of these fish yet? No, occasionally, Seth, but the water temperature on top is still, still 68. But uh, the nighttime temperatures are down in the low 40s, so once they move up to the top, and we start fishing the top 10 feet of water, we'll see a lot of aerial activity. Uh, it's uh, it's insane, though. I mean, you know, I, I, uh, I fish with three rods at a time, and when we hook a fish, I make sure the other two rods are reeled in out of the way, and we stop the boat and play that fish. It still takes five or six minutes to get that, that fish in the net. But if you don't reel in your other rods and, you, you know, you're trying to slow down to a half mile an hour, that's just too much force on that fish. Don't throw the hook. By the way, on those number one needle fish, I'm taking the, uh, the factory hooks off and putting a Siwash number six open-ended hook on there, and that'll hold you better. We don't lose many fish with that hook, but if you're not going to hold the fish with that standard uh, number one needlefish hook, take that off, put a number six Siwash on there. Yeah, it changes the gap from about a quarter inch to about three-eighths, and the, that larger gap really allows it to stick them and gets a much better hook job out of it, that's for certain. Well, Tim, Eagle Lake is going to get better. You think it's good at three-and-a-half and, and four-pound average. You know what happens up there in October, November, December. And if it doesn't freeze, it's going to be open in January, February, and March, too. 
There'll be some monster fish caught late this year. One of the best things that I've seen, though, is the photo you sent me of you filleting the fish. And what was laying right there just inside the mouth going to the stomach was about half a dozen minnows that that fish had already taken before it took your lure. Yeah, it's insane. It's insane, Sepp. Uh, I mean, I got minnow. I got to clean the boat bottom by hand. As soon as I um, we net the fish, they're just spitting them up. And if we don't clean them up right away, then you just crush them into the bottom of the you know, the floorboard of the boat and makes a huge mess and it snakes over land pretty hard. Well, I imagine, I imagine it gives you good opportunities for playing catch and release out there too. Well, yes, sir. Um, Catch and release is actually, it's uh, not mandatory, but we're, uh, we are asked to catch and keep right now because of the water temperature. That's right. They do that usually in the summertime because once they get up to those warm waters, it can have an impact on them. And the good news is, is that 95% of the fish that we're catching are the biggies. We catch one, a little one once in a while. And uh, we got a little technique that helps us kind of shake those off before we, you know, we have to unhook them by hand. So 95% of the fish we're catching, fit, except, are the big bruisers that I'm talking about. Our biggest fish this week was 4 pounds, 11 ounces. I thought I might have had a 5 right there, but he was 4'11". We had... Uh, Three and a half to almost four pounds is a fish to go along with that. Uh, outstanding size. I'm stoked. I haven't seen the lake like this since the mid 2000s. It's an Eagle Lakes alive with fish, birds, and minnows. Well, folks, if that doesn't get you fired up and ready to go, big fish time, Eagle Lake. Tim, give them the hookup info. Yep, thanks, Steps. 916 201 4648. You can read my fishing reports on. Facebook under Fish Traveler Guide Service. And whether you're fishing with me or not, don't hesitate to call me. I'll be glad to share my knowledge, what, what's going on uh, up to the minute fishing reports. Just come on up, and uh, we want you to have a good time up here. We got uh, I got lodging uh, numbers for you. And, uh, you know, if you want to go fishing, give me a shout. Well, Tim, give them that phone number one more time. 916-201-4648. You have a great day, Tim. Have a good day on the water tomorrow, and we will talk to you again real soon. Enjoy that great fishery. Thanks, Seth. All right, you take care. Mr. Brown, it's about time for gun owners. Well, it it is, and for the next two weeks, the legislature is going to be just mayhem, Seth. They're uh, they're doing all kinds of things and uh, trying to pass hundreds of bills, including several dozen gun control bills. So if you want to stay up to date on what's going on and protect your Second Amendment rights, uh, make sure that you are... uh, getting in on the uh, Gun Owners of California website, and you can see all the bills uh, that they're considering, and you can send a pre-drafted or an email in your own words uh, to uh, help support your rights. Or you can also attend the dinner Sepp said he's going to, the Crab Feed and Tri-Tip Dinner. It's coming October 28th in uh, in Vacaville, and you can uh, give them a call at the Gun Owners of California uh, office and get your tickets, or just go to the website, gunownersca.com. You can get a whole table. It's going to be a great event. Winner number 35, the 2023 Gun Owners of California, 52 guns, 52 weeks raffle ticket, 134, Susan Cleland of Quincy. Susan, you've got a Henry Golden Boy Youth Model Lever Action in 22 long rifle, and they're going to be sending you down to Shooter's Pro Shop in Roseville or Guns Fishing and other stuff in Vacaville to do all the proper paperwork. Make sure you're supporting Gun Owners of California in their 48th year of fighting for your gun rights.
One of the top six-pack operators in the Bay Area is Captain Steve Mitchell of Hooked Up Sport Fishing. Captain Steve's 27-foot top gun is a fishing machine loaded with all the amenities for your enjoyment, comfort, and safety. And with over 15 years of experience, Captain Steve is ready when you are. Docked in Berkeley and Martinez Marina seasonally. Hooked Up specializes in sturgeon and ocean salmon fishing, but the top gun also fishes year-round for halibut, stripers, shark, albacore, and rock cod. If it bites, we fish for Fish with the best. Captain Steve Mitchell of Hooked Up Sport Fishing. Call and book your trips at 707-655-6736. Or check the website at hookedupsportfishing.com. Isn't it time you got hooked up? No one makes a more reliable, powerful, and efficient lineup of outboard motors than Mercury Marine. Backed by decades of innovation and leadership, Mercury outboards from 2.5 to 400 horsepower are built to go the distance. Mercury outboards are the ultimate combination of smooth and quiet operation, refined power, and effortless control. Check out the full line at Gone Fish and Marine in Dixon. Their trained sales staff will help you select the right boat and the right Mercury outboard for power. It all adds up to the most popular engines on the market today. Mercury Marine and Gone Fish and Marine. For boaters who settle for nothing but the best, go boldly with Mercury. If you spend more time telling the one that got away stories instead of showing off giant fish pictures, get to Fisherman's Warehouse and grab some Gamakatsu hooks. Gamakatsu has hundreds of hooks for every technique, and Fisherman's Warehouse has the full selection. Change to the world's sharpest hooks from Gamakatsu, improve your fish catching, and end the lost fish stories. Fisherman's Warehouse in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield all carry a full selection of Gamakatsu hooks for every fishing application. Stop in today or shop online at fishermanswarehouse.com. It's time for Pure Fishing's Pro Staff Tip of the Week. Brought to you by Berkeley, Penn, Abu Garcia, and Shakespeare. Manufacturers of the finest in fishing tackle and related products. Turn up the volume and listen close. We're sharing tips, techniques, latest innovations, the newest products, and legendary fish catching tactics from cold water, warm water, and salt water pros. They'll tell you how they did it with a little help from their friends at Berkeley, Penn, Abu Garcia, and Shakespeare. All you have to do is pay attention and then go fishing. And joining us in the Pure Fishing Pro Staff Tip of the Week is the man himself, our own senior tuna, the director of Penn Fishing Universities, Mr. Steve Carson. Good morning, tuna. Good morning, Sep. Well, my tip of the week is get off the couch. <laughs> yeah, I and think that would be a, there. that would be a real good idea. And we've got a weather pattern starting to improve up here in Northern California too. Well, yeah, and as far as the tuna and the offshore bite goes for, for Northern California and all the way really to the Canadian border, it's crazy. Um, it's more of a weather window kind of thing, and that can change by the day, can change by the hour, so uh, pay close attention. But just to give you an idea of the craziness that's been going on in, in the north, uh, this week, I'm not sure what day, I remember now, I think it was Monday or Tuesday, a new... Washington State record for what species do you think, Sep? Oh, king salmon? Dorado. Oh, jeez. <laughs> that fish needed a GPS. <laughs> so, so How far out was the Dorado of... caught is my question. What's that? How far out was it caught? Well, you know, uh, uh, up in uh, Westport, Washington, you know, the bite is in the 40-ish mile, you know, range yeah if you get 100 miles out 
uh, you know, all the way up there. They get albacore and such, and Dorado, all the way well into British Columbia. But that's all on the commercial boats. We're talking about on, on, uh, on uh, you know, the, the private boats and the charter boats. And, and speaking, of, speaking of Dorado, speaking of a long school of Dorado, uh, going all the way to the other end of the United States, to San Diego, uh, the last couple of days, it's just been Dorado insanity. Um, you have to be very careful. You know, in the north, I think that, that the game wardens would, would maybe cut you slack for not knowing what the heck is going on. In the south, they don't do that. And you have to be very mindful of which side of the international border that you have been fishing. And, uh, you know, international diplomacy is way above my pay grade, so I don't understand it. But the international border in the ocean between the United States and Mexico is not a straight line. (laughs) It's kind of a zigzaggy line. You have to know where you are. Is it following a contour at least? No, no. I'm sure somebody in government knows why it is what it is. But this is one of those why ask why, just be aware, because not only if you're on the Mexican side of the line, but if you've even wandered over the Mexican side of the line at some point during your fishing day, the limit on Dorado per angler per day is two. And, you know, and that's fine. And, you know, and if you get three or four people and they all get their limit, that's a nice catch. Um, if you remain on the United States, a.k.a. California side of the line, your entire day, uh, Dorado don't even appear in the, uh, in the regulations uh, by name. They fall under the general finfish rules in California, which means the limit is 10. So some of the boats uh, with a lot of people on them, you know, uh, especially on, the, on this holiday weekend coming up, they go out with the 25, 30, 35 people or more, and the limit's 10. You can imagine the gigantic catches that are being made on some of these boats. Absolutely. Uh, and truly, truly mayhem because Dorado, when they're hooked, they jump like crazy. They're one of the hardest fish to gaff when they come up, when you get them up to the boat. And guess what? When you get them on the deck of the boat, they keep jumping. And, they're- uh,. uh Let's just say if you're standing over them when they're doing that, you can injure yourself. Yeah, or I, get I'm, injured, one or the other. I'm 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 not gonna I'm not <laughs> gonna go further on that, but you can use your imagination. Yeah, I already did. Thank you very much. <laughs> hey Steve, you're gonna be gone in uh, two weeks. You're gonna climb on the searcher again on another three day trip. Well, yeah, yeah. I've got I've, over the next uh, couple months. I've got a lot of trips planned. A lot, you know. I mean, the fishing is fishing. You got to get out there. You got to do. Guess what? You got to get off the couch. I can't even sit on my couch right now. You know why? Because I've got rods leaning on it, <laughs> uh, get, getting ready to go. So um, it's going to be. It's going to be. Um, also, uh, with with that full. What do they call it? A blue moon. Uh, you know, and in the intense moon we had the last couple of nights. The bluefin tuna fishing at night kind of dropped off. Uh, there were some, you know, um, smaller fish, and by smaller I mean 30, 40 pounders caught during the day. But that nighttime bite on the big ones had kind of dropped off. Uh, as the moon begins to wane, the bluefin tuna, theoretically, should start to bite again. And there was a little bit of a bite last night on 100-pound grade fish. So for people who want to fish all day and all night, uh, sometimes I, sometimes I can handle that. 
sometimes I can't. Um, there's going to be that opportunity for those bigger bluefin tuna in the nighttime and lots of Dorado, yellowtail, smaller bluefin, yellowfin tuna. Um, also, going back the other direction, out of Fort Bragg, all I saw was a picture, but there were two large tuna, maybe 100 pounds caught, that were reported as big-eye tuna. Mm. So I got to see them closer to uh, to really know, but uh, pretty amazing stuff. Well, it's uh, amazing action. We've got people chomping at the bits to get on board. I was just talking to Alan Fong at the during the break, and he said they are coming in buying reels. They are buying line. They're spooling up everything in the world. One guy came in, bought new rods, new reels, everything. That's how crazy they are. And some people are buying, apparently, cases of some of the lures for albacore and for tuna. So it's on up here. Everybody wants to go. We're waiting for our breaks in the weather, and it looks like the next couple of weeks there's going to be some opportunities. Steve, without you, we wouldn't even know what to do up here chasing these tuna around, and we always appreciate your expertise and uh, guidance and what they should be using and what tackle and equipment they should have out there at the same time. Steve, you have a great one. Have a good trip on that, but uh, we'll talk to you next week. Then the following week you'll be out running around on the searcher. Thanks, Hep. We appreciate you. Take care, my friend, and thanks for the info. You know, that guy is just solid info when it comes to saltwater fishing, and I would really like to get him involved in our tuna seminars at the International Sportsman's Expo this year, too. Yeah, Steve's a he's a go-getter. I think he's as old as I am, and that guy don't he's stay older still. Than, he's older than you <laughs> he are. He is. He don't stay still. That guy is a fishing fool. He's just crazy. He's he, just he's, he he's really going, enjoys it. going, going. Yep. He enjoys exactly what he's doing. He enjoys sharing the information yep. with everybody at the shows, much like oh, you're have, starting to do yourself, my friend. You know, sharing <laughs> yeah, information. I'm following in his footsteps. Yeah, he's following with <laughs> honest information. That's what's a good plus about the whole thing. Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to go check in with our Fisherman's Warehouse store right now. One of the managers out there is uh, grown up on our station, apparently. Mr. Austin Wilson joins us right now. And we even got him a job once. <laughs> a job or two. We, you know, we kind of let him along. We, he had his mom bringing him to the studio many years ago <laughs> to be a high school fisherman on Ultimate Bass. No, no, that's the, different, that's the other kid. Oh, whoever. <laughs> They're all kids as far as I'm concerned. That's concerned. the one who fishes better than Austin. You know what, Austin? They think they think that in this studio right now, the four of us are just a bunch of old codgers sitting around here talking stuff about fishing. Now, you don't think that, do you? No, not at all. I didn't think so. Well, Austin, I asked you to join us with What's Hot. We've been talking about what's hot all over the place. But what are the customers coming in and looking for and buying the most of right now? You know, it's that tuna we you guys are just talking about. That tuna stuff has been wide open. Uh, a lot of guys have been coming up and spooling, spooling up reels, buying reels, buying tuna rods, you know, buying the Mad Max. You know, that, that's uh, that's been a hot thing. But, you know, there's been a little hush-hush a little bit about the steelhead up in the rivers. You know, there's been actually a lot of steelhead been being caught on the American. Um, I actually just went up to Redding to fish, uh, what, possum possum grounds up there at the Posse grounds. Posse grounds, yeah, that's it, yeah. And uh, it, the fishing was unbelievable up there. I think I caught... I don't know, 20 to 25 rainbows um, had, you know, 40 to 50 bites on plugs. Uh, it, I mean, there was a lot of pressure up there. There was a lot of fly guys. You know, I think you probably saw, you know, 40 to 50 boats up there, but uh, they, I mean, no one else was plug fishing. I was just sending back plugs, and it was just like every 20 feet I was getting a takedown, and uh, I probably only saw the fly guys catch like five or six throughout the whole day. 
So, uh, but uh, the what's Rams. The typical, the, what's the typical size of those steelhead? Uh, well, on the American, they're any of the half pounders from about a pound and a half to about four pounds. Um, you can catch a bigger one, you know, the five, six pounder, but most time they're going to be your half pounders, which are still fun fish to catch. Um, and the stripers, there's a bunch of stripers still in the river too. So, um, you know, some big ones being caught earlier in the year. I heard of some 35s, uh, 35 pounders, and then it seems to be consistently your, your schoolie sized fish, but, uh, those fish are still fun to fight. This tuna thing has really caught on. It's, it's bad enough that the, the disease we get when albacore get close enough, but boy, when the bluefin happens, things are popping and tackle is selling and people want to do it. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, no doubt about it. Actually, I went out a, probably about three weeks ago out of Half Moon and went out there and uh, we burned a bunch of gas. Uh, we probably drove 120 miles round trip and uh, you know the only thing cool that we saw was a was a flying fish. You know, that's I've never seen one before. It was right behind the boat. And it, it took off, and I thought that was pretty cool. Well, when the guys are coming in loading up on tuna stuff, what are they doing? Are they just going targeting Mad Maxes just to make sure they have them, or are they getting a wide spread of, oper- of different lures so they have multiple opportunities? You know, honestly, most of the guys are buying the Mad Max. They're doing the trolling thing. They're buying uh, the 50 wides and the, the, the access 100, was it 100 to 130 rods. Um, and, yeah, the, you know, they're trolling about what 14 miles an hour you know so that's the the biggest thing i've seen um the hot sellers well some of these uh reels take an awful lot of expensive line to get on there what does it cost to fill up uh with a nice you know like a tuna rod with braid for instance about 200 to 300 bucks well that'll last you for at least a year i hope (laughs) yeah (laughs) and we're fitting about a thousand to 1400 yards a line on those well that's exactly what you need because they're going to go one way and you're going to go the other folks that's (laughs) if you need anything stop by your fisherman's warehouse mega stores and find out exactly what's going on out there and they will tune you in for the bite whether you're in manteca fairfield or right here in sacramento where austin is you can check in with him all the time he'll give you all the info and maybe mr fong's even around he'll let you pick at his brain a little bit too yeah, I'm there on Friday and Saturdays now, so uh, when Austin's out fishing, I'm taking care of the shop. Austin, you keep that nice little <laughs> you keep that nice little blanket for over his shoulders when he parks in the office there. As he's getting older and older, we got to take good care of the old man. <laughs> I will do. Thank you, Austin, for joining us. Yep. Folks, stop by your Fisherman's Warehouse Megastore. You'll find everything you need and probably a few things you don't need, too. But you can buy them anyway. Why not? Austin, thanks for hooking up with us. We'll talk to you again next week. Hey, it's time for Get a Clue, and where's the boss when I need her? Get a Clue. Get a Clue is brought to you by Guns, Fishing, and Other Stuff in Vacaville, your one-stop destination for everything for the great outdoors. The next time you're heading along the Highway 80 corridor, either west to the bay for stripers, sturgeon, or halibut, or east to your favorite lake or place to hunt, stop by the number one fishing and hunting destination just off the freeway, Guns, Fishing, and Other Stuff in Vacaville. Whether you're looking for firearms, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, or the latest rods and reels from the top manufacturers, tackle, fishing gear, or bait, you can be sure that guns, fishing, and other stuff will have it in stock. And now, here's today's Get a Clue. Hi, this is Marilyn. It's Labor Day weekend, that final long weekend of the summer. Although you might not think so today with the wind, clouds, and cooler weather. Hey, yesterday was the opening of dove season. What did you expect? It's traditional. 
Hopefully you made plans and are anticipating a great time. It's also free fishing day, so you don't need a license to go catch a fish. And great news, when you do get a license for the other days, it's good for the whole year from when you bought it, and that's a good thing. There's plenty of fish species to choose from. Trout, catfish, crappie, bluegill, bass, kokanee, landlocked kings, stripers, halibut, shark, sturgeon, and even more. Get out and get some, and if the weather allows, head out for albacore. Get a clue. There's so much to do and so much fun in doing it. Hey, take care of yourself. Stay safe. Till next week. You've driven past it for the last time. Now discover California's sportsman store that has it all at the right price. Guns, fishing, and other stuff in Vacaville. The first floor is dedicated to fishing and hunting gear, attire, and ammunition. But upstairs, it's a shooter's dream come true. With all the top shotguns, rifles, pistols, gear, and accessories you'll ever need, including an indoor shooting range to hone your skills. Make guns, fishing, and other stuff your outdoors destination of choice. Just off Highway 80 at the Alamo exit in Vacaville. Stop by soon or check them out on the web at gunsfishing.com. Get a clue. Founded in 1958, Daiwa is considered to be one of the best rod and reel manufacturers in the world. And Fisherman's Warehouse Mega Stores stock the entire line of Daiwa products. That's why seasoned anglers select Daiwa's popular precision casting reels with and without built-in line counters. The Lexa 100 is perfect for trout and salmon trollers. And the Lexa 300 is top choice when trolling stripers and other large game fish. Whether trolling for your favorite game fish or searching the depths for your next trophy catch, Daiwa has the perfect reel. See the entire lineup from Daiwa at all Fisherman's Warehouse mega stores in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield. Don't miss a single show. California Sportsman and Ultimate Bass are now live streaming audio at seps.com and ultimatebassradio.com. Listen to the show whenever or wherever you want on iTunes or any platform you get your podcasts. Ultimate Bass at 5 a.m. and California Sportsman from 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. All a part of Seps Saturday Morning Outdoors. California Sportsman and Ultimate Bass, Saturday mornings from 5 a.m. to 8 a.m. and on iTunes. Now there's there's no no reason to miss a single show. I can't wait wait to spend some quality time with my son fishing this year, teaching him about casting, how to choose bait, set the hook, and how to be safe on the water by always wearing a life jacket. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Ready to shop at a well-stocked hunting, fishing, and outdoor store? Guns, fishing, and other stuff in Vacaville has everything you need for the great outdoors. Hunting and fishing gear, guns and ammo, and plenty of camo for you hunters. They're loaded with fishing gear and all the accessories and outdoor apparel for the entire family. And now, here's the guy that hears it all over the counter with General Manager Travis Morgan. Hello, Sep. Hello, Kent. How's it going? Well, September 1st went, came, and now we're on September 2nd. Hopefully it's a better day than it was yesterday. I was out, went out dove hunting, sat out there and didn't see a single bird. The cold snap we usually have two or three days prior to dove season happened the day of dove season. So that was really bad. You know, overcast, cold, wind was blowing, doves were all hunkered down. A lot of guys down this area didn't even get shots. I've been talking to them all day. So hopefully today's going to be a much better day. I'm on my way up to go fishing up my favorite hole up north there on the Klamath River. Taking the grandkids for the last time this year. Should be a great deal. Also, don't forget, 
Dove season starts the shotgun season, basically, for everybody. So coming up, we're going to have all the clubs and pheasant season opening, as well as duck season. So start getting your supplies for that. And I've been having a lot of calls around the store for guys that are brand new shotgun owners and not sure what to do, how they operate or any of that. So we're going to put a class on at the store on um, October 1st from 12 to 4 to go over the basic shotgun uh, for hunting and a little bit of self-defense. We're going to let you shoot uh, a couple rounds in the range with slugs. So it should be a good deal. They can sign up for the class online and come on down to the store. You can sign up there too. Well, that's about it. Let's get the hunting season rolling and I'll talk to you guys in the store. Have a great weekend. Guns, fishing, and other stuff. You'll find everything you need and more on the shelves of their two big stores in Vacaville at 197 Butcher Road and in Dublin at 6705 Amador Plaza. Don't miss the deals at Guns, Fishing, and Other Stuff, and be sure to check them out on the web at gunsfishing.com. And now, more California sportsmen with Seth Hendrickson. Well, I told you there'd be a cold snap right before dove season. There always is, but boy, they timed it perfect. Yesterday, you couldn't hardly find anything. Then when the clouds cleared out and the wind slowed down last night, Marilyn and I were sitting out front and the trees started getting loaded with dove. Interesting thing, the Eurasians took off. And the morning doves were around. I didn't don't think I saw more than one or two Eurasian it doves. It wasn't a bad shoot. I, you it, went out last night. I went last night. night. Yeah, it was, wasn't a bad shoot. Bob Smalley went up to Ravendale up in uh, up by Eagle Lake, and he said he had 15 birds up there. Yeah. So he was happy as heck that what the opportunity presented himself. But he had to jump into the truck because of the downpours every now and then. He's a big sissy. But, yeah, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a it was good, Sep. It, it, I just... I just have to think that, you know, dove dove hunting was such a tradition for for my family, especially. I mean, it was we did that every September. Well, 1st the tradition now is you get to drive around trying to find ammunition that you can shoot. Well, you can't find ammo, you know, for the most part, and you know, well, you should have bought it in June. No, because I everybody gets ready to go dove hunting on August thirty first. That's kind of how it always works. Yeah, a day, you know? a day or two before. But the nice part is, and I, and I wonder what it's doing to our youth with our fish and wildlife step. But you know, it's uh, it's eighty dollar over eighty dollars for an you know adult hunting license and upland, upland game, bird, game stamp. bird stamp it's basically a one-day hunt we all know that but i mean yeah it's, a, it's through the weekend yeah, whatever we're ready for quail point yeah, after that exactly then. right but you know what it's shooting dove with 15 dollar a box ammo a that you can't find but i was offered the fact that i could shoot some 60 dollar bismuth at them they were out of steel but we do have some 60 dollar a box bismuth you can shoot at them well the average shooter supposedly shoot a, six rounds to get one dove. One dove. Now, Bob Smalley only shot two and a piece to get his doves. Right. He shot 32 rounds, I think he said, or 35 rounds. To 30 get bucks you could have bought filet mignon, Bob, for all of us. Absolutely. You could have gone to a restaurant and had it cooked any way you wanted it <laughs> exactly and laid in front right. of you on a platter. But now, now you got 15 little doves, not even enough to share with anybody, Then Bob. you got to pick all the feathers out, uh, clean them up. Now, you know, I mean, it's it's just a big part of it. And it's it's kind of the start of fall and hunting season. It's, we all know that tradition. It's all about Burning gunpowder. It know, allows you to get out there and do something while you're waiting for everything yeah. else. And then general season's opening up on deer also so everything's going to be available out there yeah and you know i i, I haven't heard uh, i haven't heard fish and wildlife throw the three r's at us in a while but uh you know. i have a feeling that uh there's probably not a lot of kids going uh dove hunting 
I promise you. Daddy ain't going to let him shoot 100 rounds out there to get two birds. Right. Here's $100 worth of ammo and licenses and yada, yada, yada. But it, it's just, uh, I hope they are set, but I, I've got to think that it's definitely, uh, it's definitely not doing a great job of keeping our traditions alive. Well, I'd like to know what could be done to get them more involved, but I'll tell you what, it's uh, the, just the way things are going in our country right now. I think pricing is getting a little sky high. Prices for ammunition are going high. And anybody that doesn't think that our state is intentionally doing this to make it difficult <laughs> might want to reexamine what's going on. Exactly you know, right. in, in California, really sad is that, you know, if you don't, if you haven't hunted for a while and then you go to the store to buy a box of bullets, Good luck. You can't even buy it no, unless you, you can prove that you own the caliber of weapon that you're I buying know. them it's for. It's ridiculous. California is just... They're just it, trying to make it difficult for gun owners. Yeah. They're now, trying to make it... We're not I talking, we're not talking about... You, you we're know? not talking about self-defense here. We're talking about our outdoor heritage yeah, and, and enjoying fun, enjoying, doing something. All that, right. Let's, I was born and raised hunting and fishing in California. It looks like they're trying to want to discuss me, and so I give it up. You well, know? there's a lot of people that have thought that over the years. Oh, yeah. And occasionally it crosses my little mind, too. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, let's get fishing. Let's get back into the positive aspects of things because there's still plenty of things to do out there. Let's get hooked up with the man himself from Big Nate's Guide Service. Let's hook up with Nate Kelsch and find out what he's been up to lately. Good morning, Nate. Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? Hey, we're doing great. Taking a well-deserved day off today. But uh, what's been going on this week for you? Well, I'll tell you, I've been out at uh, Barry S. I've been at Comanche, and uh, Barry S. is starting to turn on a little bit. I mean, not not where we need it to be, but, you know, there's some signs of life, and uh, Comanche's been off the hook. Well, signs of life in the last photos that I got from you were some absolutely beautiful bass that guys caught while you were trolling for kings. <laughs> well, you know, those uh, those bass, they've been, they've been biting everything, man. I mean, they, they still are. Um, but uh, what's nice is this uh, this past week, um, I actually picked up a couple of trout, um, got a couple of salmon, you know. So things are starting to uh, start. Things are starting to look up. Jeff Martin just sent me a note this morning about a uh, nearly a six pounder caught rolling a shad down in front of the dam. So there's some movement going on. There's some fish starting to show. They're not all disappearing and gone out of there. What size were the kings that you got into, and what were you well, pulling? I'm, um, for for me, I didn't get anything too nice. Um, you know, I got I think I think the fish were probably you know, seventeen eighteen inches. Um, and they they were skinny, which was actually surprising with all the bait in the lake. Yeah. But I mean, uh, but but the fact that we got some, you know, that's a, that's a good sign. So how about the um, trout? I think, I think what size uh, the were the trout? trout? The, the trout were nice. They were you know, eighteen nineteen inches and and uh, and they were they, they were fat. The the trout the trout were loaded with uh, with bait. So, um, you know, things, things are starting, things are starting to improve. I think we'll probably start running some trips here. I uh, come, you know, the, the second week of September up at Berryessa. Yes. Correct. How was Comanche? You were out there last week too. Um, you know, I, I'll tell you, I mean, that lake this year, um, it, it never really slowed down. Um, the, the bite's been great. Uh, we got, we got fish up to five pounds this week and, uh, They've, they've just been pounding the spoons, man. They're just pounding them. Well, you heard about Pardee, how wide open the action is there. Yeah. You've, you've been participating yeah. out there. It doesn't get any better than it is. In fact, Alan Fong said it's better than Bullard's Bar right now, but it closes Tuesday. <laughs> I know. It sucks so bad. I watched I watch Alan's video the other day. 
And, uh, you know, he's sitting there and he's hooking them, you know, not even looking <laughs> at the crazy. rod and everything else. And, uh, you saw that one twitching <laughs> over his shoulder, too, didn't you? <laughs> it, it was it was pretty cool to watch. I, 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 I can't lie to you. It was it was pretty cool to watch. Well, the graph. Yeah, but it, it is. It's, it's a real shame that they're closing early, um, you know, because it's probably going to be the last, like, real viable um, kokanee fishery this year. And uh, the fact they're closing early, it, it really hurts. Well, there's other places to go. Whiskey Town is still producing. I talked to Kevin Brock a couple of days ago. He's still getting them up there. And I, I, I got to put together a flotilla of about a half a dozen boats. I want to go up to Shasta and find those damn things because I guarantee you they're going to be three Man. pounds at least to start with. They've, they've got to be somewhere. I mean, 160,000 fish the past couple of years they dumped in there. I mean, those, those kokanee are in one of those arms. I guarantee it. Well, hey, if anybody would like to go up there, maybe we can pick a day. Let me know. Send me a text or something. To, the phone number's on the website. You guys can text me. And if you're interested in going up there, Alan Grossman and some of you other crazy guys, let's go up there and see if we can't find some one of these days and uh, troll that lake, troll the heck out of it and find out what's going on. There's not enough people up there fishing it. Nate, you need to get your butt up there with us. I'd, I'd be in i'd be in you know things things are slowing down a little bit for me this time of year um you know it, it always does things kind of slow down uh come september but i'll tell you i mean uh the bite the bites are start picking up at a couple of these other lakes besides uh besides comanche and uh i think i think things are gonna be really good at berryessa here real soon and we got other lakes that could be turning on for kings before we know it you might start seeing some those big King showing up over at Folsom. Oroville's not out of the question either. So there's plenty of opportunities out there. Nate, give them all the hookup information they need so they can find out more about where you go, what you fish, how you do it, and climb on board and do it with you. Yeah, we'll do, Seb. Thank you. Um, guys, uh, check me out at Facebook on uh, Big Nate's Guide Service. Give me a ring at 916-860-9180. Um, the, bite, the bite's been good at quite a few lakes uh, here locally. And uh, I think I think it's just going to continue. Um, I think Barris is probably going to open up, so we got some, you know, another option for uh, for some nice trout, some king salmon, and uh, you know the the trout bite's going to take off. Kokanee's winding down, but there's always there's always something on tap. So go ahead and give me a ring, and we'll get you out there on the best bite. There's something right around the corner all the time, and I want to remind people about a little fishery at Barriessa that not many people fish for. When we start getting a couple sprinkles, a couple little rains, you see a little water running into the lake, don't forget about monster catfish waiting below the surface. Monst oh, bring it on. Monsters, folks, like two pounds to 20 pounds plus are available along that shoreline. You'll have a blast, and if you get the right size one, you'll have a great meal at the same time. Just a little no tidbit, from, tidbit from Sep in my old bait fishing days up at Berryessa. Nate, give him that phone number one more time. All right, it's uh, 916-860-9180. You take care, my friend. Thanks for the update. We'll talk to you again real soon. You too. Thank you, guys. Appreciate yeah. it. Well, now we've got a time for old men to sit around in the studio and talk about stuff. That Actually, we've got uh, the editor of Western Outdoor News live in the studio with us right now. Mr. Dave Hurley joins us. Good morning, Dave. Oh, good morning. Thanks for having me in today. Nice to have you here. I hear you were at a grandson's football game last I night. Was, I was last night, and they, and they finally broke a, a losing streak that's gone on over three years. So persistence always is good. They didn't give up. And What was know, the team? Nice. Yeah, Franklin High School beat Burbank last night, so that was kind of exciting. I have twin grandsons that are sophomores playing on the varsity, so 
One got an interception, one got a fumble recovery, so they're doing well. So that's, I'm happy about that. That's good. Are you happy about fisheries? I. It depends on what we're talking about. <laughs> exactly. You know, there are some fisheries that are just unbelievably outstanding. And, you know, it's like James Smith talked about earlier today. Fishing is at an all-time high in the Bay. We're talking limits of halibut. Everybody's limiting out on halibut. we got stripers in there. Uh, if they can get out past the 50-fathom mark now, it's going to be tremendous. Uh, so there are some fisheries that are unbelievable. Uh, we got a couple of things going on freshwater-wise, too. You know, Tahoe Kokanee has just been outstanding. I mean, easy limits there. And those are the best eating kokanee in the state. And they haven't turned yet. You know, it looks like all these other lakes, we have uh, fish are now starting to turn. You've seen those ones out of Bullard Bar. They got that apricot color. Mm -hmm. They look nice and fat, though. I will say that. Uh, this next weekend, they're going to have the final kokanee tournament up in Shaver. And there are going to be a lot of second-year fish caught. There's not very many third-year fish in that lake. You know, it's funny how lakes change Wasn't that year. lake one early this year they put out like a 20 or a 22-incher up there? It was last year when they had all those big fish. You know, everything, you can't ever count on kokanee fishing being consistent, can you? It changes from year to year. But there's one thing consistent about Schaefer. They seem to put out a few really big fish early in the season. Yeah, there's some big fish there. We'll be interesting to see what happens. I think they're going to be struggling to get a three-fish limit over three pounds, let's say. So that kind of makes the competition uh, easy, even up, evens up. You know, Lake Almador is really kicking out browns oh. and rainbows. And this is the time, I think, you know, when things get cold and, and those fish are feeding heavily. They go into full spawning colors in the next month and a half or so. They are the most beautiful fish I've ever seen in any California water. The oh, big yeah. rainbows and the browns are just like neon signs those in the water. Those browns are just incredible. You know, another interesting fishery we never talk about is uh, San Luis Reservoir, you know, which has been full this whole year. It's now dropping water. But, you know, that's really a big place for shore fishermen from the Central Valley and guys that coming out of San Jose area. And they've been catching some very large stripers there, even from the shoreline with anchovies, a lot of topwater lures. Um, guys are trolling there now. And between that, the forebay and the aqueduct, those are really top places for guys from certain parts of the state to fish. So that's been an excellent fishery. Well, we've got a lot going on. There's a lot of things happening, and a Fish and Game Commission meeting coming in October talking about the striped bass and sturgeon and what the plans are for the future. What have you heard uh, on the sly? Well, you know, I was expecting a – we're expecting some type of press release to come out from the Department of Fish and Wildlife in September. That's what I was told earlier about what the plans are. What I, what I anticipate is that when they send out the completed agenda the, uh, for the Fish and Wildlife – a wildlife Resource Committee meeting that's coming up on this on the 19th, we'll get a better idea. But what concerned me is when I looked at the agenda, because it came out this week, is that the uh, they're talking about the emergency regulations for 2023 and 2024. I was always under the impression that they were going to recommend a catch-and-release sturgeon fishery only in 2024 as a break to see uh, collect data and try and come up with a harvest plan. Exactly. But when they put in 2023... And I know a lot of these six-pack captains are really banking on um, the rest of this year to be able to have some sturgeon trips. That may or may not be a possibility. We'll have to wait and see. Well, I hope they take the things into consideration. To, I hope there's some federal money for the salmon guys, for starters. You know, they took away a fishery that would have created millions and millions, probably hundreds of millions of dollars down the line. We lost that one. Now they're looking at sturgeon right now, which could curtail things even more. But, you know, something needs to be done to make sure that our population of fish are consistent. 
And one of the things that I really found interesting is our guides and charter captains want this. They want to work with the department on this, but yet it seems like the fishermen of the when they even come forward and say, "Hey, we think there might be an issue here. We want to work with you guys." Boom! Who gets hit? The fishermen. <laughs> well, it's like uh, the, the guys that wanted to work with them and do something. Everybody's been saying it's easier to regulate the fishermen than it is the fisheries, and that's that comes out to be loud and true because. There's some things that we could do that make things better, but we're afraid to do them. One of them is we really need to look at our marine mammal population, you know, because I, I hear we that. We were talking about that earlier. Yeah, I heard you talking about that earlier. I wrote an article about it uh, a couple months ago. Uh, the elephant in the room really is the sea lion in the delta. And, uh, you know, you talk to people historically in the 70s, there were very few, if any, sea lions in the delta. And Never now, saw them in the 70s and 80s in the delta. Never saw Alan, them. Alan, you grew up in the delta. When did you start seeing them? Mm-hmm. You know, I used to fish the Feather River a lot, and probably this is probably 15, 20 years ago. And I used to see once in a while, I'd see them up there, but very rarely in the Central Delta. Salmon season. Yeah. Yeah, now you've they got them. Fall. Now they're all yeah. named, right? They're everywhere now. Yeah. They're up as far as the mouth of the Yuba River, which no, is know. just incredible. They, go, they, they just follow the fish. You know, it's but, just... you know, before I'd see them in the Delta, and a lot of times they'd stay out of the grass and the weeds. Now they're like educated. It's like someone taught them. They're in that shallow water. Maybe they have forward-facing sonar. Yeah, they probably do. Yeah, that's something <laughs> going on. It seems to me they are putting a damage, uh, some damage to the largemouth bass in the in the delta because you look at the weights. Even though this has been a different year and you've been doing well up north, yeah. but the guys in the south and central have been struggling, struggling. all year long. Yeah. What do we have? A bass cat? But uh, there, but certain times of year, like this year, I've go out there and I see six or seven sea lions. That's a, and that's just me in that's, one little area. That's too many. There's no doubt yeah. about it. Well, Alan, where are you going to be fishing next? Uh, I might sneak up to party on Monday. I'm not sure. <laughs> ah, one last chance. <laughs> David, where are you going to be hanging I'm out? I'm going to be going for white sea bass in a couple of weeks out in San Francisco Bay with Captain Ron Koyosako. I'm looking forward to are it. Are they coming in now? He's seeing to... some signs. He's seeing some fish. There's been a couple of caught. It's a, it's a, that fishery has a lot of potential. It'd be really great if we had a hatchery up here in Northern California like they do in Southern California because we're having less things to fish for. It'd be nice to be able to have something more to fish for. And they are fun. They fight hard. And there's no better fish to eat. There's no question about it. Well, if there's anyone listening from the California Department of Fish and Wildlife, I'd like to see some of those silver salmon planted in our lakes again. And I know there's abundance of eggs that we can't use right now for some reason. So let's take a look at that. We did it at Oroville before. Why can't we do it again? Yeah, we really have to think outside the box because things have changed so much. It's time to start thinking outside the box. Mr. Brown, where are you heading? Clear Lake. (laughs) I'm not, actually. I'm going to jump in. No, there's a a few tournaments kicking off uh, actually through the fall at Folsom. And uh, so I'm probably going to spend a little time at Folsom. I'm maybe one day this weekend, but uh, I'm going to uh, I'm going to run the ranger out there and see what I can't uh, figure out. I'm tired of these kids beating me out there, Sep. <laughs> well, we've got plenty of opportunities to get out there and have some fun. I have got that beautiful Lund from our friends at Gone Fish Marine sitting on my driveway, and I have got to get it up there. I just got a note from Jeff uh, at uh, Markley Cove, and he says that a six pounder was caught trolling. Shad by the dam, so that's Speaking one of Speaking of God Fish and Marine, they got a pretty good Labor Day deal going. Boy, so. do they. Get this. We will pay your sales tax on boats. That could be a lot of money. Could be. Accessories yeah. and electronics. Boat Browns eligible are Sea Ray, Sanger, Tahoe, Pontoon, Kingfisher, Duckworth, and Lund. 
Now's the time to buy your dream boat. Look how much money you can save. Tax yeah, is over five grand on most boats. That's yeah. a heck of a discount right there at Gone Fishing Marine right here local. I want to thank Dave Hurley for joining us live in the studio, Mr. Fong for being here, and for Kent for not running out on me. And I'd like to thank you all for listening this week. Thanks for sticking with us. Until next week, this is Seb. Tight lines, everybody. We'd like to know what you'd like to hear on California Sportsman and Ultimate Bass. For more information on fishing and hunting, guided trips, and more, visit us on the Internet at seps.com. California Sportsman and Ultimate Bass, productions of Seps Outdoors Incorporated, leading the way in outdoor entertainment. Join us next week from 5 to 8 a.m. for another Seps Saturday Morning Outdoors.